Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Uncomfortable Conversation, where we talk politics, race, religion, and everything else that makes you and your family uncomfortable. My name is Austin, also known as The White Guy, joined, as always, by my co-host, Tobias. Hi, I'm Tobias. I'm The White Guy also. but um... We adjusted the exposure <laughs> and the filters on his camera, so he may not look white, but he's white. No, I'm just playing. I'm the black guy, man. How y'all doing, man? You realize we're the only two in this room, right? Well, I mean, you know, but I'm talking to somebody. Like, somebody has to be listening. Are you listening? I don't listen to you. I don't listen to Austin, the words. how are you, you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Everything all right? A lot of free time on my hands uh, lately. Yeah. A lot of free time. A lot of free time. Yeah. I uh, I got a new job. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it pays better and it's work from home, but it does not start for another several weeks. All and this free time. the job I did have. At the same place where you work, uh, they wouldn't let me work like my two weeks or anything like that. So I'm just are you what sitting are you, around what the are house you doing with this free time. What I'm what am I doing or what am I trying to do with this free time? What do you want to do with your free time? Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> Absolutely fucking nothing is what I'd you love just, to be doing. You just want to relax? Uh, yeah, but uh, I can't do that. I'm a dad. Yeah. <laughs> James loves you. He, yeah, he does. And he's like, wait, dad's home all week? Oh, I know. And then whenever I start working, I'm going to be probably sitting in this room. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lock the door at first. If it becomes an issue, then I'm going to start locking the door. But I feel like he's just going to be constantly trying to come in here and mess with me and hang out with me and stuff. Yep. Um, But it's free time, though. He you pays can- more, so I'll, I'll put up with it. Man. <laughs> For you to be at home, yeah. you don't have to worry about it's lunch. It's good because I got a kid on the way. Mm-hmm. So, if anything happens, you're you know, here. I'm I'm here. She, you know, having a bad day either with the newborn or with James being an ass because mm-hmm. there's a newborn. Mm-hmm. I can help out and stuff, right? So, and the new job is when I brought that up about helping her out working here at home. They're like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that makes sense, right?" Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so. I'm excited, man. That's what's up, man. I'm excited. happy for you. What about you? What's going up with you? Nothing. Everything that's on my mind is Black Panther 2. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I watched uh, Black Panther last night. Yeah. Trying to get kind of get ready? Yeah. And uh, I kind of realized a few things that um, they kind of, even though we didn't see his death coming, it's like there's a few instances where it's like you can see how they can pick up if he dies. Well, they just death, do the death off screen. Question is, yeah. how is he going to die? That's a great question because he's going to be in the movie. Like they're gonna, you know, I don't he's know. He's not going to be in the movie. So you, you know how like they, they did like the Paul Walker thing. Yeah, they're not going to do that. You don't think so? I guarantee you they're not going to. Before they even wrote the movie, Kevin Feige and Ryan Coogler both were like, "No, we're going to respect Chadwick Boseman. We're not going to recast. We're not going to do a CGI double or anything like that. Mm. Like we're not going to do any of that stuff." He's going to be dead when the movie starts. Yeah. Because when I saw it, I saw they had him, you know, on the cast, you know, it in the movie. So I thought they was going to do some kind of little, like, quick scene. Who, what said that he was going to be on the cast? Uh, IMDb? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody. It's like Wikipedia. Anybody can go change anything. On oh, that's ugly. So they probably did that because a lot of a lot of times with movies that haven't come out yet, mm-hmm. um, they'll kind of just guess on a lot of stuff for IMDb because they don't know what's really they don't know yet so 
Yeah, but yeah, he's not going to be in the movie. I guarantee it. That's for man. This man. Anyway, but yeah, that's all I've been thinking about. Other than I don't know, this same old, same old things. You know, uh, life, music, mm-hmm. podcasting. I've been playing a lot of Paw Patrol. <laughs> Wait, what? So. My son is very much my son. Mm-hmm. Um, he, anytime I'm sitting there playing on the PlayStation, right? He wants to play games with Daddy, <laughs> and he always tries to take the controller out of my hand. Yeah, and it bugs the shit out of me. We still haven't found where that comes from. What do you mean? This his dominance. He's very dominant. Oh, it I think comes it, from me. It don't come from her. Gotcha. It comes from me. Easily. Yeah. Okay. Well, His attitude comes from her. But his need to be in control, he yeah. gets that from me. <laughs> that's gotcha. that's daddy all the way. But what we did was I went over to my dad's house a mm-hmm. while back, and I grabbed my old PS4 mm-hmm. just to get it out of there. Um, don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. Probably end up selling it or something. But uh, But the controller that went to it, that's just his controller now. So anytime I'm sitting there playing games, he's like, I want to, he says he wants to watch video games. He doesn't say he wants to play video games. He's like, I want to watch video games. But ends up grabbing the controller. So I'll hand him the old PS4 controller mm-hmm. and he'll sit on the couch right next to me. <laughs> All he does is he just moves the two sticks. He doesn't do anything else because <laughs> he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. But do you sell him the dream? Like, oh yeah, you're doing good. Like, oh yeah, you- we both do. Oh, We're okay. like, good job, Bubby. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Um, but there is with my PlayStation Plus, uh, PlayStation Plus subscription. There's this Paw Patrol game. Mm. It's just a side-scrolling platformer. It's a real easy game. But uh, I downloaded that, and so anytime he wants to play video games, mm-hmm. we turn that on, and either me or her will sit there and actually play the game while he sits there with the with the PS4 controller, thinking he's, thinking he's playing the game. So that's my boy. He likes his video games. <laughs> uh, but I'm going through, and a lot of the games that I've played in the past that I didn't like platinum trophy them, mm-hmm. I'm going back and trying to get the platinum trophies. Trying, trying to get your trophies up. And now I have to get a fucking Paw Patrol platinum trophy because <laughs> it's on my PlayStation profile, and I'm like, yep, I got to go get that one. That should be fairly easy. Yeah, I think I'm like halfway there already. Yeah. But, uh. It's I don't know how many nothing. missions are in that game. And but those missions are fucking repetitive and tedious. Tedious? They're very tedious. Why? It's just fucking run and jump on platforms and shit. That's all it is. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> Which makes sense for a kid's game. That's all a kid has the, you know, the hand-eye coordination to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, it, it's frustrating for you. Yeah. It's frustrating. I can't kill a robot. I can't call an audible. I don't know. And then every level has 200 of these little pup treats Mm -hmm. that you have to collect as you're going through. And then Kendra will get on there and she'll play a level. She'll get 198. Fuck, now I got to go back and do that level again. (laughs) That's not what you want. No, I don't want to do it again. I I just want her to get all 200 every time she does it. And then I ain't got to go do this shit again. Can't, I'm a completionist, man. You're hilarious. I gotta, I gotta complete it. You're but hilarious. When I'm not 
you know, saving Adventure Bay or whatever the fuck the town is in Paw mm-hmm. Patrol. Um, I'm going back trying to platinum uh, Horizon Zero Dawn right now. That's a great game. I haven't played the new one yet. I heard that one's better, but it, oh, I'm sure it is better. But that's but, a great game. Yes, yeah, you played Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my a very I, good game. I had a problem with that damn T Rex looking thing. The one the Thunderjaw. Yes, they you know, shoots the the shit. You know, the, there's like a super easy way to kill those, right? First of all, actually, if you can sneak up on one, you can take control of it. Yeah. And that solves yeah. that problem. But you use, I'm sorry, I know this is a political <laughs> show, but we get on tangents sometimes. Um, you shoot a tear blast arrow onto the one of the cannons, mm-hmm. the little, it's disc launching cannon. I can't remember if it's on the side of his face. And you knock that off and you go pick that bitch up and, and you kill it. Like, Oh, yeah, I found that out like the eighth time I died. So <laughs> I just did. Last time I played it, uh, one of the challenges was there was a bunch there. There was one challenge that said um, override two ravagers and get them to help you kill a thunderjaw. And then the next one was use the cannon on a thunderjaw to kill two ravagers. That's weird. My thing is okay. It's my last thing about video games. Last thing, and then we're moving on. I hate that you can't fully control them. So, like, I had with the saber-tooth-looking thing. I controlled... Sawtooth. Yes, I controlled two of those. Mm-hmm. But there was a third one, and it was a little ways away. So, I'm going to fight them. They don't follow me. Mm-mm. They're just in their area. They're not pets. Bro, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Because it was one time I was in this desert area, and there was, like, the rhino-looking thing, and um, this... Sawtooth and something else. It was like three different things in one area. I was going around controlling, controlling, and they just kept fighting me. And I'm like, okay, it's, no, I'm not worried. I have people to come and help me. So I'm just shooting, shooting. And I see this fat motherfucker just walking away. Like, <laughs> no, come help me. So I'm running back to get in his area so they can chase me. They don't chase me. It, I hate it. I hate it. I can't whistle to call them to help me or nothing. I hate it. That's what we thing. drinking? Oh. Wrong button. I knew it. I knew he was going to mess it up. Yeah. Yeah. What are we drinking? All right. <laughs> what you got, man? So, this is what we got this week. I'm so nervous. He, uh, he chose the drinks last week or last episode. Mm-hmm. All right. This one's interesting. Again, I've never had this before. It looks like it's going to be completely fucking nasty. <laughs> I hate but, when he chooses the drinks because it's probably going to be nasty. All right, I'm going to put the camera on you so we can see your reaction. All right, guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to try this drink. And if it's nasty, um, he's not picking drinks anymore. All right, I'm going to hand it to you with the and label. it still looks disgusting. I'm going to hand it to you with the label faced away from you so that you have to turn it around and look at the label. Now, the normal version of this drink, let me, let me go back over here. I will say this. The normal version of this drink, I actually enjoy. It's a good drink. It's not a light beer, but it's a good beer. Okay. So, watch this shit. Let me go back to you. This might be all right. <laughs> you think it'll be good? Hershey's chocolate. Yingling. Hershey's chocolate. Yeah, I didn't know how to 
Didn't know how to say that. Yingling. I, th- I guess that's how you say it. That's how I always say it. <laughs> Yinglings. Oh. Hershey's chocolate. I got to move that, that fridge closer or something. That's getting to be a pain in the ass. Hmm. So, yeah. I saw this Hershey's. I almost got like I, th- I almost got another thing of Guinness. Wow. Wait a minute. I haven't seen this in a while. 21 plus to enjoy. <laughs> Up there, too. They got it all I, over this. I have not seen that in a while. So this might be pretty America's good. America's oldest brewery. The brewery is 76, 65 years older than Hershey's. Family operated, too. So this beer was around for 65 years before Hershey's was even a thing. It and then the fucking Hershey family came up with this sweet little brown fucking deal. That. And uh, Yingling was like, yeah, let's put that in our drinks. Can we manhandle this one? Oh. We can manhandle this one, Bubba. Oh, okay. I brought this in just in case, but. All right, we doing it together or are we going one at a time? Let me go first. You want to go first? Let okay. me go first. Here we go. Hold on. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. It's like dark chocolate without any sweetness. Yeah. I hate dark chocolate. Me too. All right. My turn. It smells rotten. Or maybe it just smells like beer. Oh, chocolate and alcohol is a weird combination. <laughs> e. <laughs> See what I mean? It's better than I thought it would be. I'm not like to be honest, but it's yeah. worse than I thought it was going to be, man. See, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Cause I thought it was going to be like <laughs> I thought it was going to be terrible. I thought it was going to be good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> now we're sitting here. Now we're sitting here contemplating about this. Golly. I mean, I spent real money on it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna finish all of them. I'm not gonna enjoy it, but I'm gonna finish them. All right, what did I say? Seven or better means that, that I would buy it buy again. again. I think it's like a. What did I give that extra stout Guinness? Five, a five. I think I'm gonna give this a four. I think I would. Hey, I think I would rather that extra stout. I think I would rather drink extra stout than drink this. Yingling, Hershey's, Hershey's chocolate porter. It's not. It's not doing it. It's not. It's not very good. I, give I it don't a, even know if that was clear enough for y'all to see. Give it a two. You give it a two. Horrible. Because I really like really really hate cho- dark chocolate. Let me tell you something. As a black person, see, I don't, I'm not I don't, a real fan. To of me, chocolate. it doesn't taste like dark chocolate. It tastes like milk chocolate. But that alcohol in it makes it terrible. Makes it so bad. But it's the dark chocolate aftertaste for me. See, I'm not getting any aftertaste. I don't take. I don't have any aftertaste. I hate it. I hate it. I don't know. It must be a black oh. people thing. <laughs> no, maybe it's just maybe I don't this like is, chocolate. Thing. Maybe this is the beginning. No, 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 not that. I'm talking about the fact that you're getting an aftertaste. Oh yeah, and you taste dark chocolate, and I'm not getting an aftertaste, and I taste milk chocolate. Maybe this is the beginning Uh-oh. of an, uh, an experiment on black taste buds versus white taste buds. Surely that's never been done before. Yeah, we should start yeah, with I the can. seasoning. 
No, that's a South versus North <laughs> thing. That's not a Black versus White thing. They don't season shit up north. And it's not even just up north. My brother, there's another off topic. My brother, when he went on his honeymoon, they went to Florida for their honeymoon. Mm-hmm. He said they didn't season shit in Florida. Really? Yeah, like they like they went to some seafood restaurant and ordered some kind of seafood. He said, man, they didn't even put salt on it. We don't like, like that. Like it was nothing. He said it was just no. bland, couldn't fucking nope. taste anything. Nope. Hell no. I want so much seasoning on my fish, I don't even want to see the fish. <laughs> That's why we fry our fish down here. Damn right. <laughs> oh, man. We have some of the best fried fish. We have, like, because yeah, there's, like, beer batter. We have the lemon uh, taste. We have your dad made some hot sauce fish. Oh, my. Mm, it was good. I might have to cook fish. When the hell didn't do that? Uh, I came over and right before a show, and he fried some fish. He had, like, salmon or he must, salmon. he must have just got back from a fishing trip, like some red Something. snapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He just got back from a fishing trip. That shit that. was good. But uh, damn, I miss your dad. Damn, I was just about to say something, too, and then you went off on your little tangent about the red snapper, and I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> hmm. How deep were we into this episode, and we hadn't even gotten to housekeeping yet? 17. Oh, yeah, it's a good day. <laughs> all right, let's get into some. Well, first of all, anything else you want to say before we do housekeeping? No. All right, let's get into some housekeeping. So, because I no longer work at the office and I don't have a printer here, so nope. I'm going to have to do everything on my phone. I, don't actually, I didn't actually get to print anything out this time. So, um, housekeeping. Remember, if you want to be a part of the show, be sure to send your questions. Uh, comments, topics of discussion to any of our social medias, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. I, we're not really doing anything with those social medias, but we'll check them if you send us any questions um, or get into the comment section on any of our YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know your questions. We answer your questions at the end of the show exclusively right here on YouTube. If you listen to the podcast, you don't get to hear that. Um, speaking of podcasts, if you don't want to look at our faces while we talk about this shit, while we talk about chocolate beer and fried fish, man, um, <laughs> we do have a podcast. Go search for it, The Uncomfortable Conversation. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. We're on all of your podcast platforms of choice. So mm-hmm. go over there, check that out. The audio goes up on the Mondays, Monday morning after the live stream on Saturdays. Um, and don't forget... Uncomfort Pod, Mark Zero merch. Mm-hmm. There it is. Go get you some. Uh, that is only going to be available through the end of the year. So they're comfortable, man. They are comfortable. Get you some and, stuff, and they come in different colors. See, there's the. Oops. See, there's the blue hat. That's mm-hmm. what I'm wearing right now. Rocking you, that blue hat. You love your hat. Sorry. Dang. I love my hoodie. I do. Okay, let me rephrase. I do love this hat. Mm-hmm. I have another hat that I've had for years, and it's nice and broken in. This one's not broken in yet. Mm. So it's hard for me to love it as much as my other hat. Gotcha. But I do like this hat. Yeah, this is uh, broken blue, in. Blue, black, and white. I'm on there. Uh, we got a shirt. We got a hoodie. He's rocking the hoodie today. Hey. Looking good. Mm-hmm. But that merchandise will only be available through the end of the year. Come January 1st, you can't get that shit no more. Nope. So uh, that is it. For the housekeeping, let me come back to our our main cameras here. Um, anything else you want to say? Any housekeeping from your end? No. Well, you're just boring. Bro, let me tell you something. 
My job is to get this beer down. This <laughs> this is my job. Your right job now. is to get two of those down. <laughs> it's a six pack. If I'm going to have to drink four, you're going to have to drink two. All right. You're not going to leave me with five. All right. I'm going to get two. <laughs> you get two. I'll take care of the other four. Okay. By the but second both, news story. Both, both of us have to drink done. two of these deer in the stream. And that'll get it down to only two. And then I'll be responsible for those throughout the rest of the week to finish those. Just, but, oh, uh-oh. another piece of housekeeping. I just remembered. I forgot to put it on my notes because I'm what? an idiot. Um, so we do this every other week. Two weeks from now, I'm going to be on vacation. Yes. So we're not going to have a show two weeks from now. So here's what we're going to do. Next weekend, we're going live again. There's only going to be a one-week break between this episode and the next episode, and then we're going to take two weeks off to, yep. get, to get back on our normal because schedule. we love you guys. So you guys, be there mm-hmm. next weekend, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I would make a post on YouTube, but I can't make a post on YouTube. We don't have enough subscribers and shit. Although, oh, here's a question for you, fucking at YouTube. Um, <laughs> I got a notification on my phone that said... Uh, you can now make posts. Like, go try to make a post. And I was like, oh, cool. We can make posts now. That was for my personal, like, account. So you can make Where it for I, your personal account, but not for... I guess. That personal account has... It's not... Like, it's not a channel. It's It doesn't... I mean, it technically is a channel, but there's no videos. There's no subscribers. There's no nothing. Because all I do... I just use that to watch shit. I don't use that to make anything. Mm-hmm. And it, I got a notification saying I can make posts now. How how can I make a post on that That's weird. account and not yeah whatever anyway, but yeah so next weekend we will be right back here again hopefully enough shit happens in the news to fill out an episode within one week because this was a two week break and I had trouble finding shit to fill <laughs> out the news but anything else you got to say I'm good then let's get uncomfortable first main story today um, happened actually yesterday morning. Uh, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, her husband was assaulted in their San Francisco home. He was at he was at home, and some crazy motherfucker broke in. The crazy motherfucker shit. Like, <clears throat> what is going through people's heads, man? Like, here's the problem. Okay, let's go. Everybody has that little voice mm-hmm. in their head. Okay. That, you know, that little voice you're not supposed to listen to? Right. Okay, like like you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off. That little voice is like, run his ass off the road. Just, fucking, <laughs> oh, just run his ass off the road. People are starting to listen to that voice. That's a problem. That's a big problem. <laughs> That's a huge problem, especially for like situations like this. So what happened? So <clears throat> Paul Pelosi, mm-hmm. the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, was attacked with a hammer at the couple's home in San Francisco by a male assailant. David De Poppy. De Poppy. Or De Pape. I don't know, but that's his D E P A P E. I'm assuming it's De Poppy. Uh, early Friday morning, the assailant who attacked him was searching for the Speaker of the House. So he was searching for Nancy mm-hmm. when he broke in. So this dude broke in with a hammer, attacked Paul, looking for Nancy. Broke in with a hammer. This is why you don't marry the Speaker of the House. I'm kidding. Uh, if what's going through your head? What's so going if, through your if, mind? If someone broke in your house with a hammer, what would you do? 
Like how how would you handle this situation? They better be able to dodge a bullet. <laughs> Cause me Because hammer's a close range weapon. Right. You better hope you can get close. <laughs> and you better be precise when you get to me. Yeah. Cause cause hammer swings are telegraphed. Mm-hmm. You can't sneak up with a hammer swing. Like, like you can sneak up kind of with like a punch. Right. Like you're sitting there not moving, then you pop, you just kind of jab them. You can't, you can't jab with a hammer. Like you got to swing. So it's like from here to here, I can see you coming. So you better hope you can get close without getting shot. And then once you get close, you better make it. You count. better be ready. You better to make kill it. Me. Count. You better be ready to kill me. Because you break into my house where, like, my wife and my kids live. And then you I'm have ready dogs. to kill you. You have dogs, so they will let you know. And- they ain't going to do shit. <laughs> I mean, they might not do nothing, but they will they, definitely bark. They bark. Yeah, they yeah. bark. So, therefore, you can get ready to do now, some shit. Now, if somebody broke in and attacked Kendra, Harley would do something. She'll attack me right now. <laughs> she would. Like, when Kendra and I, not when we first started dating, we had been together for a little while. But Harley had been living with me for, you know, a couple years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started wrestling, tickling each other, whatever, like 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 new in love couples do. <laughs> um, and she was laughing and stuff, and Harley saw me like tickling her and stuff. Harley came up and bit me on the knee. <laughs> She had lived with me. Like, that was my big baby girl for, like, mm-hmm. two years at this point. But she was like, that. She, don't you mess with mama. <laughs> she came up. She went right on my knee. I went, God. <laughs> like, after that bite, she, did she leave you alone? Yeah, yeah. Like- it, was just, it was just one bite because, like, when she bit me, I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped, and I had to, like, get down there. And, like, I didn't, like, whip the dog or anything. But I had to get down there and, like, start petting Harley. Like, we're just playing. Like, right. relax. We're good. But, yeah, you mess with mama. Like, she's old. She don't move around much or whatever. But as soon as, like, Kendra's in danger, all the energy that, just... that, rambunctious, that rambunctious puppy comes out in her. She's ready to whoop ass. But, yeah. Um, yeah, Honey's a skittish little shit. She's not going to do anything. Oh, Honey. I would, I would hope one. that she does something as far as, like, James, as far as my kid. Because he, she, Honey is definitely his favorite. He'll even say it. He's like, honey, my favorite. And he'll go, like, hug her and all that kind of stuff. And she's always, like, super skittish with people, like, sneaking up on her and stuff. But she's real good around him. Okay. Like, she'll, she will she don't like the shit he does because he's a two-year-old right. and he wants to fuck with everything. Right. And she'll be sitting there, like, while he's, like, hugging her, squeezing her neck, messing with her ears. She's just looking at me like, Dad, stop him. <laughs> stop him, please. <laughs> but she doesn't, like, snap at him. Hell, she snapped at me before just because of how skittish she is and snapped at Kendra and everything. But... I think like a year or so ago, she snapped at him one time. I tore that ass up when she snapped at him. <laughs> I tore that ass up. But since then, she's just like, she don't like it, but she sits there and deals with it. But that's what would happen if someone broke into my house. <laughs> How about you, Tobias? What would, what would you do if someone broke into your house with well, a hammer? Well, I have a little dog named Wally, and he would for sure bark. But he's a small dog. He's a big dog in a small dog's body. And so, like, she's bigger than he is. Oh my god! See, see, Harley thinks she's smaller than she is. Like, it was one time I was outside and a big pit bull. I'm talking about big pit bull is just walking. He just runs up and like, hey, <laughs> it's my yard. <laughs> I'm like, no, but yeah, my dog would start barking, and I have stuff, you know, kind of near me 
Like, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm some secret agent. So I have like, <laughs> like I can just, you know, just be ready. But in, for slides a wall panel out of the way and there's a keypad and, and like a right. panic room opens up. Right. But in that instance, if someone's breaking in with a hammer, I'm thinking that I can hear more. You know what I'm saying? There's more noise to be made. Oh, yeah. Depending on how big the house, maybe he was upstairs and he couldn't hear it. We know they got a big house. Right. So, but yeah. But keep going, though. So, that's that's crazy. uh, You talk about your your dog bowing up on like a pit bull or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, my brother, at the time, had three dogs. I think he's, I I know one of them died. I don't know if another one died or not. But anyway, he had uh, a black lab. A dog that her name was Schnoodle. Schnoodle. No one knows what she was. I I, I still don't know what breed she was. And then he had Bo James, go away. Um, he's arguing with me. <laughs> a little shit. <laughs> but uh, he's dominant. And he had Bo, which was a big pit lab mix, like a hundred mm-hmm. pounds. Bo, it's the biggest pussy you'll ever meet in a big dog. Okay, like just afraid of everything, like every noise. I've just, I've eh. seen that dog before, like a cabinet in the kitchen shut, and he pissed himself. Like terrified of shit. The biggest baby in a hundred pound dog's body. <clears throat> Was he abused or like- no? He's just a baby. He's just a big baby. Um, but my brother used to live in like this apartment complex, mm-hmm. and he was out walking the three dogs one time, and. There was this other woman walking her big old dogs. I don't know what kind they are. I think they were pit bulls, but I can't remember. But that woman was not big enough to be walking that pit bull. Mm-hmm. And they come around the corner. That pit bull sees these dogs and just goes, just drags that woman along like with it. Attacking or play? Yeah, like I think I think attacking. Okay. Okay. The reason I think is because he didn't get that far. Gotcha. Because like Bo was kind of near the back of the group, mm-hmm. saw that dog coming, pushed his way through Jenny, the, the lab, and Schnoodle. And then when that dog came up, he just he stood up and put his paw on that dog's head. He was like, Don't. <laughs> okay, Bo. <laughs> yeah. He's like the biggest pansy in the world, but like when another dog threatens his family, he's just like, Mm-mm, stop. <laughs> That's why you don't miss this. That's why you don't really mess with like moms, yeah. Because they might like they might be the shortest, skinniest, whatever. But if you mess with their child, oh yeah, ah, because oh, yeah. uh, I don't. I think it was like maybe a week ago. I saw a bear. Like the bear was with his, you know, with his with her cub, and maybe like a, a grizzly bear, maybe two hundred pounds bigger. She drove him off like he was nothing. Oh yeah, nothing. Don't fuck with mama bear. Like, stop. Don't do it. Don't fuck with mama bear. <laughs> so. Let's talk about <laughs> the guy that broke into Nancy Pelosi's right, home. Right, with the hammer. Uh, so the intruder mm-hmm. confronted the speaker's husband in their San Francisco home, shouting, where is Nancy? Where is Nancy? The man who assaulted Paul Pelosi tried to tie him up until Nancy got home. When the police arrived, the assailant said uh, or was <clears throat> saying he was waiting for Nancy. So he broke in and assaulted Nancy Pelosi's husband. Wanting Nancy Pelosi to come home, I'm assuming to use the hammer. My you wouldn't, you know, fucker crazy. Yeah, and I hate that. So 
with him waiting on Nancy, he was like intending to do harm. Oh yeah, so for sure. I want to know who did he support as far as who the fuck do you think he supported? I'm not saying anything. <clears throat> Ooh, my goodness. I saw something. I saw something on Twitter either earlier today or yesterday. Uh, it showed somebody wearing one of those bright red "Make America Great Again" hats. Mm-hmm. Said you can't spell hatred without red hat. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here, I'm going to... What did I say his name was? David DePappy? Yep. DePappy. I need another one. He is right there. Already? Yes. Golly. You wrote, he's like, I want to finish these two and <laughs> finish them quick. Get them out the way. So here... Oh, hang on. Hang on. What did I do? Go. That little thing keeps getting ding, in the ding. way. Oh. I hate it. Here we go. That's the guy that broke in. Makes so much sense now. They're right? <laughs> he didn't think this through. <laughs> he didn't think this through. What made you think you were going to get away with it? <laughs> I had a hammer. <laughs> oh, my yeah, god! That's, that's the guy that broke into their home. David DePappy. Uh, There he is right there. I don't know what he's doing. So it says here he had he had posted about QAnon. So, like I said, who the fuck do you think he supported? What side do you think he's on? He's on the MAGA Republican side, I'm sure. Has to be. Um, and I say MAGA Republican because a lot of us Republicans don't get don't we? No, nope, we like, don't do that shit. Like a Mountain Dew warrior. A Mountain Dew warrior. Yeah. No, he looks like he'd been sitting in his mama's basement drinking Mountain Dew, maybe. <laughs> But yeah, that's the fellow that that attacked uh, Paul Pelosi. So, uh, Paul Pelosi is 82 years old. Yeah. He's up there. Yep. All right. He's old. Looks pretty good for 82, though. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, where's he at? I mean, that that's a bad picture. But, <laughs> but he looks pretty good for 82. <laughs> anyway, I'm not even going to bring it up. Forget about it. <laughs> uh, he was taken to a hospital and underwent a successful surgery to repair a skull fracture mm-hmm. and serious injuries to his right arm and hands. Uh, Drew Hamill, a spokes, spokesman for Nancy Pelosi, said in a statement early Friday evening, the statement said that doctors expected he will make a full recovery. So I'm assuming the dude hit him upside the head with a hammer and also like crushed his hands and hit him in the arm and stuff with the hammer. Thank God he's still alive. Yeah, at 82, you get hit in the head with a hammer? Yep. That's a man right there. <laughs> Bro, for for this guy to do all this just to get Nancy and God knows what he's going to do to Nancy. But. Oh, he'd, he'd have killed Nancy if she'd have showed up. That motherfucker crazy. I mean... He 100% would have, would have killed Nancy. Apparently, Paul Pelosi had called 911. Um... And was like speaking in code to the dispatcher because I'm assuming the guy was in the house already when he had called 911. And so he was trying to like tell 911 to get there, like get the cops there and stuff. There was an intruder in the house. But yeah, he would have, if Nancy would have come home with that guy being there, he'd have killed her for sure. So what happened when the police showed up? Like, so. You said they arrested him, and he's they. I guess they asked him what the fuck he was doing, and he said he was waiting on Nancy to get home. I don't know if he ever said 
what he was going to do when Nancy got home, but like he didn't care about anything. No, he, if you're telling the police, he's telling the cops, like, "What are you doing here?" Just waiting on Nancy. Waiting on Nancy. You know, going to give her something. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Um, that's horrible. I hate for these politicians to uh, go through things like this. We don't normally see things like this, uh, no, but not normally. When you have a certain guy that you follow that doesn't follow the rules, and so therefore you don't feel like you have to follow the rules because you support the guy who doesn't follow the rules, it's um, it's something that we all need to pay attention to, and we all need to uh, be accountable for our own. Actions, um, for for him to be able to feel brave enough to just walk in with a hammer and do all these horrible things, like, come on, man, that's nah, that's horrible, bro. Yeah, horrible. So, at the end of every news segment, we ask Tobias a question and we ask you a question. Mm. I use I have to come up with the questions to ask you at the end of all this. And we love them. We love your questions. Okay. I can only come up with one question. <laughs> okay. I What's wrote that? it down. You ready? Yep. Question for you, Tobias. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's you all know? I can come up with. Um, what the fuck? It's just a pure sign of people not... Caring about themselves anymore And yeah Don't care about what they do How they do it What they do to others How people feel It's really really A fucked up world Yeah So Yeah What the fuck Yeah What the fuck um, Like I said at the, be- at the beginning Of this Story That little voice In people's heads That you're not supposed to listen to People are starting to listen to that voice <laughs> Did you see that? I hate you. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, bro, that especially yeah. to attack it's an rough. eighty-year-old and to attack Nancy. How old is Nancy? Nancy's what seventy? I don't know. Let's find out. I'm gonna guess and say seventy-six. Whoa. I almost made a mess. I almost spilled my beer. Don't do that. Can't do that. That's alcohol abuse. Yep. I typed Nancy beer because I'm sitting here talking about <laughs> beer. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, she's eighty two. She's the same age mm. as Paul Pelosi. No, she looks great for eighty two. She shouldn't be in Congress. Oh yeah, because our rule, I, well, my rule. Oh yeah, you don't rule. necessarily agree with it, but for well, me, I think after, I think at seventy five there should be a cutoff. Biden shit, I agree with you. you. Agree with me now? <laughs> after that, Biden, Biden stuff. looked for a fucking dead woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah get where, him out of there. Where is she? Where Old is people she? don't need to be. But yeah, so that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Uh, do you think they should have more security for these politicians that are in high positions? Well, that's the thing. He's and I don't know what the security looks like for spouses mm-hmm. of Congress people, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he had security there. She's the Congresswoman, which means you know she's got security with her. Mm-hmm. But obviously, she wasn't home; she was somewhere else. So the question is: Was there security there at the house? If she's not there. Can I say something? Probably not. You can say whatever you want. You control the audio. I can't mute you. Wait, say something. Something. Okay. I, just <laughs> to say. I knew you were going to do that shit. All right. But no, I think 
So with everyone that's a politician, I think they should have some kind of secu- like special security going mm-hmm. on. It's, it, it doesn't have to be people there on scene, but if they have cameras in the house or something, you know, oh, I'm outside. sure. I'm sure they have a security system in, installed at that house. There's no way they don't. Right, but I think they should have a special security system for like. Define special security system, Tobias. Do you want? Do you want me to do this? I want you to do this. All right. <laughs> Picture this. Matter of fact. Go ahead. Picture this. So they have cameras, you know, and everywhere. So, but these cameras are run by a special group of people. There's like 10 people in this one room that are watching these cameras that kind of trigger through and make sure all the politicians are good. That's their job, right? That's a security guard. But I'm saying like, but you know what I'm saying? Wait wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. Special security for these people. though. So... Therefore, <laughs> I hate you. I can't. You can't? I can't. I just can't. Look, all I'm saying is I think they should have special security for these people because situations like this, man, they can't happen. They can't happen. Yeah. Because like that puts fear into people. That, that, that makes it seem like we're not doing our job to protect these people that are in power. Mm-hmm. Because if, you, if it's that easy to get to someone in power... You know, people can be manipulated. People can be held hostage. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was a a normal American. Think of some other country wanted to come and, like, take control over some of our our politicians. They make it so easy. To be fair, we've done that with other countries. True. But if we're America, the big bad, the people with the big stick... We need to be in more control. Well, it's like like I said before the show when we were talking about it. Um, when it comes to not all, but but this you know this cultist mindset mm-hmm. in especially some of the right wing uh, people, mm-hmm. you know the that certain part of the MAGA Republicans that are just delusional, um, the people that are the loudest and the most gung ho about saving America are. The biggest threat to America yeah. right now, in my opinion. I mean, I could be wrong. Y'all can let me know if I'm wrong. That's fine. But I mean, that's my opinion. That's crazy. But yeah, that's. I just. I don't. I don't like how easy it is for um, the people that are important to our country, even though they, even though we might not agree with what they do, mm-hmm. they should be protected. Yeah. <clears throat> they're on a. They're on a. They're seen almost every week. You know, making a speech or doing mm-hmm. something like they're. Life is magnified. So, it's, yeah. But yeah, question is for you guys, what the fuck? What the fuck? Um, what is going through people's heads? Let us know in the comments what you think. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll respond to it. <laughs> Responded to Tobias not liking the chocolate beer. Man, I hate but anyway, news story number two. Let's talk about the richest man in the world. Who is that? Elon Musk. He bought him a little blue birdie. <laughs> that blue birdie named Twitter. That main Twitter. Named Twitter. So Elon Musk has completed his $44 billion deal to buy Twitter. Musk fired the CEO and two other executives. Man. According to two people familiar with the decision. And I I have the CEO's name right here. I'm not sure if I want to attempt it. Please do. Yeah, I know you wanted me to attempt it. 
<laughs> Parag Agrawal. Parag Agrawal. Yep, probably not how you say that. That's you know? fine. Uh, first name P A R A G. Prague. Prague. Park. Park. P A R A G. Parag. That's what I said. That that's kind of what he which said. probably means we're both wrong. Right. And then the last name. A G R A W A L. Yeah, Agrawal. I'm gonna go with Agrawal. What you said. I don't know. Paragawal. <laughs> We're just gonna smush those two names together. There you, you are, Paragawal. Congratulations. <laughs> um, the deal's closing removes a cloud of uncertainty that has hung over Twitter's business employees and shareholders for much of the year. After initially agreeing to buy the company in April, Musk spent months attempting to get out of the deal, first citing concerns about the number of bots on the platform and later allegations raised by a company's whistleblower. Musk appeared to acknowledge the takeover in a tweet Thursday night saying, quote, the bird is freed. How familiar are you with what's been going on with Elon Musk buying Twitter? So I saw when he bought it, I saw when he got rid of those people, and that's about it. Did you see, did you see anything about it several months ago when he first came out and said that he would buy Twitter? No. Or that he was trying to buy no. Twitter? There, I know there were speculations of people talking about Trump's coming back to Twitter. Don't we'll, get, we'll get to that in a minute. Gotcha. But <laughs> other than that, no. So several months ago, um, I don't <clears throat> My theory, and some of that theory I think has been debunked now that he actually did it. I, mm-hmm. I thought he would never do it. Um, I thought he would do everything in his power to get out of it, which he kind of he kind of tried to get out of it. I think Elon Musk is trying to take over the world, um, but hey. I don't think he's trying to take over the world. I think he's fucking Looney Tunes. But at the same time, I think he's a genius. A lot of geniuses were fucking Looney Tunes. So. Um, yep. I think my theory was, and it, and I could be I could still be right, even though he still went ahead and bought Twitter. Mm-hmm. My theory was that months ago when he said he would buy Twitter, um, Tesla stock was way overvalued. Okay, like a a share in Tesla was worth way more than it should have been. Okay, way way more. And he was the majority shareholder. He owned most of that. And he always said he was going to be the first one in and the last one out. Meaning he was not going to just sell his shares of Tesla. He was going to stay in it because it's his company and he was trying to show solidarity and confidence in Tesla and blah, blah. Honestly. But I, I think he understood that it was way overvalued. So he was like, how do I get out of my Tesla stock without... Going going under, going back on my word okay. about me being the last one out and how I was never going to sell my t- whatever. And so this this deal to buy Twitter, because he had to liquidate a bunch of his Tesla mm-hmm. stock in order to afford put together some of the capital. He had to get investors and stuff to help him buy Twitter too. But I think this gave him an excuse to liquidate some of his Tesla stock while it was still trading really highly. Because he wanted to get out before the price went back down to where it probably should be. And so my theory was he was going to liquidate his Tesla stock and then get out of the Twitter deal. Because there was a clause in the contract to buy Twitter 
that said if he pulled out, he would have to pay a billion dollars. Which sounds like a lot. But for him. But I think he liquidated he liquidated several billions of dollars in Tesla stock. So that was just like a fucking transaction fee to him. Like right. whatever. Um <clears throat> But I don't think he anticipated Twitter taking it to court the way that they did to make him buy it. I think if it wouldn't have went to court, he wouldn't have bought Twitter. He would have just liquidated his Tesla stock, came up with excuses why he didn't want to buy Twitter, and that would be it. Let me ask you something. Do you think Tesla will ever be irrelevant? No. No. And and I don't say that because they're the electric car company or anything like that. I say that because Elon Musk is in charge. In charge. Um, he is a master of, you know, SEO, search engine optimization, staying, you know, he has enough, I don't want to say power necessarily, but like followers and influence on the internet, whatever he wants to be in the public eye is going to be in the public eye. Um, I give you an example year, I think it was a couple of years ago, there was a whistleblower in, in Tesla that came out and said something about the work conditions or whatever it was, right? And so if you went to Google and typed in Tesla whistleblower, everything that popped up would be about that person, that whistleblower that came out and said that Tesla was bad because of this, this, and this, and Elon Musk is bad because of this, this, and this, whatever. Elon Musk literally announced that Tesla was going to produce and sell a new Tesla whistle. He tweeted about it like crazy. He, you know, they wrote articles to put on Tesla's website and all that kind of stuff. He did that so that now if you go to Google and type in Tesla whistleblower, it would come up with just Tesla's whistle. And you would not see the stuff about the actual whistleblower in Tesla. The dude is a genius when it comes to that kind of stuff, controlling the narrative. And because of that, he he's going to stay on top of what's relevant, what's popular, all that kind of stuff. So even if, you know, for whatever, I don't think this will ever happen, but even if for whatever reason America or the world shifted away from electric vehicles, mm-hmm. I don't think that will happen. I think Never. we're going to shift more and more Never. towards electric vehicles. But <clears throat> even if that were to happen, he would just push Tesla towards whatever the new big thing is, and Tesla's going to keep going. Yeah, I think I think he will probably make the first Delamain car. Now, when I say Delamain car, Delamain, yeah. So I don't it, know what that is. I know you don't. For you, for you guys that play Cyberpunk, oh, that's Del, yep. yeah. Delamain <laughs> yeah, play Cyberpunk. It's basically uh, it's like a butler in a taxi. So it just it drives you. It, you it's just, a self driving car. That yes, you just, it, you you talk to it. it. It tells you everything. Like, hey, I need to go to the hospital. It'll find the nearest hospital, whatever. I think Tesla's already do that. But I mean, I mean, driving though, and yeah, and all that. yeah, hmm. I'm pretty sure. Well, this I'm pretty sure. I'll I'll send you a link about Delamain cars, and you just let me know. Okay. Now it may not be as advanced as the right. cyberpunk stuff, but but yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, you can I don't think you can just get in a Tesla and be like, take me to the nearest hospital, and we'll right. just go. Um, but I think Teslas will already like if you get into the navigation and put in the address. Mm-hmm. I think they'll already do that. Because like the way or, I see or do a very limited version of that. The I way, mean, you still have to be you have to you still have to sit there and like be in control just in case. Yeah, 
somebody jumps out in front of you or some shit. But the way I say it for the future is like with things going to this advanced stage, it's like they will be able to read us. Like if we're getting caught, if we're cold, or, you know what I'm saying? Like there's mm-hmm. like certain things that technology would just pick up on. So like, oh, yeah. like when we have, like when my Apple watch, it tells my heartbeat and all that. If I'm in my house and I have uh, my echo and I can just tell Alexa to do this, mm-hmm. it's like, when I get in my car, I feel like it's going to be the same thing. Like, well, hey, I haven't got one yet, but eventually I'm going to get uh, a Nest, whatever it is. Like it's a it's a thermostat, mm-hmm. a Google Google thermostat. Right, 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 and right, right. I'm gonna install it here. I haven't done it yet just because it's not high on my list. There's more mm-hmm. shit I need to do. But those thermostats will actually, over time, as you adjust temperature kind of and all that kind of stuff. It. It'll learn your habits and mm-hmm. it'll automatically just adjust itself. That's crazy throughout, throughout the day. Like if if you like to drop the temperature by two or three degrees every night around a certain time before mm-hmm. you go to bed and stuff, it'll learn that and eventually it'll just start doing it on its right. own. Just like my uh, Alexa, I have a routine where at ten thirty, shut all my lights off, mm-hmm. play like rain music or whatever, so I can wind down. These lights right here, I can I can set them on a schedule if I wanted to. So like until with, at a certain time to turn lights off and stuff. With Elon Musk and like the Tesla, as far as going forward, I think they'll always be relevant. And so with him having <clears throat> Twitter, I think that will give him more control as far as his branding and like just him making more money to put, oh, yeah. to yeah. put toward you know technology. Sure. You know, because Twitter is nothing but information being spread all over the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, other. From my understanding, I don't know what else you can do with Twitter other than, you know, advertise and receive information well, and stuff like that. He is going to uh he wants to set up Twitter to to where with tweeting you can buy and sell NFTs and shit. That's crazy. So um He's gonna be like a, another Amazon for NFTs. I don't know if it'll get to that. I don't think it'll become a marketplace. Mm. But I mean it might, who knows? But Musk has said he plans to rethink Twitter's content moderation policies in service of a more maximalist approach to free speech. The billionaire has also said he disagrees with Twitter's practice of permanent bans for those who repeatedly violate its rules, raising the possibility that a number of previously banned controversial users could reemerge on the platform. My goodness. Perhaps most immediately, many will be watching to see how soon Musk could let former President Donald Trump back on the platform as he has previously said he would do. My worst fear is Elon Musk teaming up with Donald Trump and Kanye West. It's like the worst thing ever. Well, so, you know, Kanye West is back on Twitter. Yep. Um, According to Elon Musk, that happened before he took over. He did not let Kanye back on. Kanye was let back on before he actually took over. And he's, Elon Musk has always said if he was in control of Twitter, he would let, Trump back on. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump has actually said in the past that even if he were to be allowed back on Twitter, he would just stay on the Truth Social. He wouldn't come back to Twitter. You believe that? Not in the slightest. Okay, I'm just asking. Um, but you know, Elon Musk he's he's always been this huge advocate of free speech. Like, yes, people are spreading misinformation and stuff, but to Elon Musk, that is free speech. Right. You know, they're going to keep on. What are you looking at? Me. That's not, that's, that's delayed, man. You don't even worry about that. That's, <laughs> that's the one that's 
Yeah, on time. That one's delayed. I'm still scratching my beard on that one. Um, (laughs) But Elon Musk has always been a huge proponent of like free speech, free speech, free speech. That's why it says, you know, a maximalist approach to free speech, meaning I want to allow the most free speech that I possibly can on Twitter. Um, As a matter of fact, the day he took over, what day did he take over? Thursday or Friday? Something like that? Either a day or two ago. Anyway, I saw on Twitter people, they would just tweet like, vaccines don't work. Shit like that. Just because they could now. Not because they literally were trying to say that vaccines don't work, but just because it's like, hey, Twitter's not going to block me now for saying shit like this. Do you think Twitter would change much? I think it's going to change a lot. Now, the actual interface, the way it looks, the way you interact with Twitter, I don't think that's going to change much, if at all. Um, But as far as its policies, what we see on Twitter, I think that's going to change a lot. This is crazy. Um, He has, Elon Musk has said that he plans on putting together a committee of, like a content moderation committee that is this, like a diverse, multicultural, multi-belief group of people and that any decision around content moderation, like whether we should put a temporary ban on this user for saying certain things or whether something should be allowed or whatever, it's going to go through that committee first before a decision is made, which I think is a, I think it's a good idea um, if it truly is like a multi, multi-belief, multi multicultural group mm-hmm. and not just a bunch of people he put in a room that kind of feel and think the same way he does. Like if that committee is going to be 10 people, including him, I don't know if he plans on being on that committee or not, but let's say it's a group of 10 people, including himself. I want him to go find five people that believe the opposite of the shit he believes. Because I think I think it should be a, a nice mix of people that have, you know, your left versus your right, your, you know, maximalist approach to free speech versus a minimalist approach to free speech. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I just want to see what's next because I understand we can talk about as far as the people that are what are the tweeting Trump coming back and all that, but as far as like the advancements of him. Being Elon Musk with his advertisement and his, mm-hmm. you know, advancements with technology, like what's next? Speaking of advertisement, um, there are a ton of big companies that have decided to pull their advertisements from Twitter now, really? that, now that Elon Musk has taken over. Yeah. Why do you think so? Why do you think they did that? Because they, we've, I think we've talked about it before. Um, and this is just what I think. This is not necessarily the truth. This is just what I think is the truth. Um, we've talked about it before where companies will take social stances on certain things, even if the people in charge of that company don't necessarily believe in that. They feel like the company needs to make this public stance in, on this certain topic because that's what's going to help us keep the most customers and keep the most profit and blah, 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 whatever. Um, I think it's a lot of that. I think it's, you know, I know GM was one of the biggest ones that decided to pull their advertisements from Twitter. 
Um, I think they're doing that because they their analytics and their research shows that the majority of their customer base are people that are probably more left-leaning, <clears throat> that are against people being able to post whatever the hell they want on Twitter whenever the hell they want to, you know, spreading misinformation on Twitter, that kind of stuff. And so they feel like, okay, we have to take a stand to appease the majority of our customer base. So we're going to pull our advertising from Twitter because that shows that we're not supporting this move. So maybe we can try keep to keep try to keep people. as many customers as we can because they feel like if they would have kept it the way it was and they still advertised on Twitter, then a lot of their customers would be like, I can't believe you're supporting Twitter. You know, stupid normal people shit. This is, I, I feel like this is Domino. Mm. Mm. Remember those? Where's the applause button? Uh, I don't know. Oh, God. Come on, audio guy. <laughs> Domino's back. <laughs> okay, shut up. Is it still going? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I feel like this is a 5-5 five, five Domino. This is Double a, five. It's pretty big. Huge, and I feel like this is gonna just a ripple effect of something else to happen. Don't know what's next, but I'm sure in the next four to five months, another big move is gonna make or another mm-hmm. big step, you know, toward technology or takeover. Right. I'm I'm saying this right here. Elon Musk is trying to take over the world. That's all. I'm see. That's the thing. I don't think he's trying to take over the world. He's he electric cars because he's. You go, I, I get that. I get that. He wants to be on the cutting edge of everything. Mm-hmm. He, he wants, to, he be wants to be first. He wants step. to win. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he wants to completely take over. Because, you know, like I said, he, he, he wants to be on the cutting edge of technology. He wants to win every every challenge and battle or whatever that he decides to take on. I don't think, and I don't personally know the guy, so I could be wrong, but I don't think he's a fucking megalomaniac. Now, like, for example, Trump is a fucking megalomaniac. He wants to rule the world. He wants to be in control. He wants as much power as he can get. Um, I think, like I said earlier, Elon Musk buying Twitter was his plan of getting out of Tesla stock while it was still high without going against his word of saying, I'm going to be the first one in, the last one out. Um. But since he was more or less forced to buy Twitter because they took it to court, mm-hmm. um, you know he's gonna he's gonna do what he wants with it. He owns it now, you know. And yeah, the rich gets the rich get richer. You know, the richest man in the world now, you know, controls one of its most influential platforms, which is actually one of my questions. You want to get into the questions? Yes. All right. Question for you, Tobias. What do you think of the world's richest man owning its most influential platform? He's taking over the world. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, I, I, I just, he might not be actually taking over the world, but he wants to be the most important man in America. Basically, like where he has electric cars, he has Twitter, which is one of, like, I think Twitter is one of the biggest, you know, social media outlets we have now. Um, yeah, for sure. So I feel like he wants to be the next step towards everything so if there's a, 
if there's a next move, he's going to. I feel like, I don't know, he might buy Apple or Microsoft next. I don't know. I feel like he's that guy to get everything that's next. Like, whatever the big move is, he wants to be above it. Uh-oh. All right. Most popular social networks worldwide as of January 2022, ranked by number of monthly active users. Twitter is... I don't even see Twitter on there, do you? My goodness. Look at there, look at there. Expand statistic. Here we go. There's Twitter. At the bottom, bottom. It's down here, 436 million per month. Still a lot. But Facebook's been, well... Facebook's eh. at 2.9 billion. YouTube, I totally understand. Welcome. <laughs> right. We're on uh, YouTube. WhatsApp, I'm, I'm understanding they're growing. WhatsApp is more of I've like... St- I've started seeing commercials for WhatsApp. Yeah, it's more... I used to never see actual commercials. It's now, more so. of like an international-based thing where you can... Like, well, the way they advertise it is like your text messages are not encrypted. Mm-hmm. If you want encrypted text messages, use WhatsApp. Yep. And like um, some people use this as a business transaction thing. But here's the thing. I don't... Look at him. Look at his face. He looks so confused. <laughs> Is WhatsApp a social media platform? No, it's it's basically a texting thing. Okay, yeah. So it's that shouldn't like even be on app. this list. Yeah, WhatsApp shouldn't be on here. Instagram, I can see. WeChat is that the next one? I'm gonna, I'm gonna download everything on the top ten when I get home. Zoom in some here. It's because you're fucking nuts. Because I want to know what's going on. We have to know. So WeChat, I don't know what that is. What but is I'm, QQ? It doesn't sound. Oh, I bet that's that QAnon crap. Oh, maybe not. I could be wrong. No. Sounds like it could be though. Um, yeah, WeChat. I don't. I don't know what that is, but it doesn't sound like a social media platform. That shouldn't be on there. TikTok. Okay. Facebook Messenger. Again, not a social media platform. It's just a messenger. It's just a messaging app. Come on, Statista, get your shit together. Douyin. It's got two stars next to it. What does two Douyin. stars? Mean? What do two stars mean? Okay. Nope. <laughs> Uh, Reddit, yeah, that's a social media platform. Quora, see, but you know well, what you okay, said. Okay, if, if we include Reddit, we gotta include Quora. I think there's Twitter, Pinterest, Telegram, Snapchat. I don't know what half of these but are. But Telegram is not even that. What is Telegram? Telegram I'm is basically re- another uh, messaging app. Yes. Come on, Statista, you got to narrow down your definition of a social media app. Come on. But I, I would rank Twitter above everything but YouTube and Facebook. Well, this is based on number of monthly active users. And January if we think 2022. Of, and if now, we think about it, I think, doesn't uh, Elon have some part of Facebook? No. What's the metaverse? Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, never mind. Yeah, that's that's Facebook, metaverse. Mm, but, yeah, that's Mark Zuckerberg. That's not Elon Musk. I misquoted. No, you just stupid. <laughs> Uh, well, wouldn't be wow. Facebook. Twitter Messenger? has Twitter has less active monthly users than Snapchat and Pinterest. I That's weird. It. I don't believe, I believe that. It. I I mean, I have to. I mean, that I'm not saying this. These numbers are wrong. These numbers are probably right. But that's just it's hard. So hard to believe that Twitter has less active users. When was Twitter's peak, though? Like when was Twitter like the well, let's like, fucking find out. <laughs> let's, let's, let's find that out. Like, when was Twitter the biggest shit ever? Like, Twitter peak year. 
peak year? Yeah. 2007 to 2010. The tipping point for Twitter's popularity was the 2007 South by Southwest Interactive Conference. During the event, Twitter usage increased from 20,000 tweets per day to 60,000 tweets per day. It said users, two, 229 million. Monetized, monetized, that you can monetize. Oh. That's not right. That's not up to date shit. Here we go. Timeline of Twitter, maybe? Does it have a graph? Oh, an infograph? Of course it fucking doesn't. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's go to images. <gasps> Whoa. Look at that. Look at that. See that? Hang on a minute. They don't see it. I don't have it up on the screen yet. What are you talking like about? Like the Godzilla explosion. Crazy mother. Okay, that's fuzzy, but we're going to roll with it. This is from The Guardian. This goes. See, I'm lost. This oh. goes from 06 to uh, late 2010. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Or actually, oh six so, to oh nine. So yeah, no. Between let's, January, let's go to a different one. Where is this? Then when we January to July. I apologize to our. We're trying to find out. I apologize to our audio listeners. They mm-hmm. don't know what the fuck's going on. Right. right. We're we're trying to find out when Twitter hit its peak, <clears throat> when it was the number one thing ever, because Twitter, Twitter did run like social media for a while but it seems like facebook instagram snapchat whatsapp qq Quoria, reddit i know what we can do hold up this may not be this this is not going to trading stocks trading view uh this is not going to be like an indication of monthly users necessarily but it's probably pretty closely correlated Mm -hmm. um we can look at the stock price, assuming we can still look at it since it's it just went pu- or private. What time? Um, but I mean, one can surmise that active, you know, active user base on Twitter is pretty closely correlated to the stock price. I would imagine. Um, and it looks closer to now since 2021. Yeah. That's. Yeah, because if we go down here to the five day chart, zoom in. Thursday, October 27th was Twitter's last day on the stock market because they just went private. So. Let's see here. So I guess Twitter went public. What is a dot? What the? Hang on. Let me bring this up so people can actually see what I'm looking at. What is this little dinosaur? Oh, this is the very beginning. (laughs) I love that. So this is when they went public. Uh, Friday, November 1st, 2013, I guess. So Twitter in 2013? I thought it was before that. No, it was it was. Created before that, but it was a private company up until 2013. 2013 is when it went public. Wow, I feel old as <clears throat> So, its peak as far as the stock price was right here in February of 2021. Mm-hmm. But I bet, I bet that is around the time when Elon Musk said he would buy it. 
and the stock price shot up. Yeah. I bet that's what that is. So if we if we take out this, then back here. Is it 2013? 2013. Yeah, late 2013. That's crazy. Let me sum all that up for you guys. We don't fucking know. <laughs> we have no clue. Um, so second question for you, Tobias. All right. Will Trump return to Twitter? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty I think sure. He will too. I'm pretty sure he him, says he won't, but I think he will. Him and Mr. Musk will sit down and have a conversation. No, they won't. You don't think so? No, they're not gonna have a conversation. Musk will just say, look, if you want to come back, come back. Whatever. Like he'll just he'll just reactivate his account and then Trump can do whatever he wants with it. Trump is too smooth. I feel like he's gonna try to sell him a pitch and everything. You don't and- have to though, that's the point. But Trump is Trump is right now is failing. He is going through all this stuff. He needs a way to get back on top. So I feel like Elon Musk is his way out. It's worse when it's cold. Hey. All right. <laughs> Question is for you guys. Two questions for you guys. Number one, mm-hmm. what do you think of the world's richest man now owning one of its most influential social media platforms? And number two, do you think Trump will return to Twitter? He said that he's not going to. But do you think he actually will? Get in the comments and let us know your thoughts. Hmm. Third main story today. The Supreme Court is poised to hear two cases, two new cases about affirmative action. Now, what's going on with this? So, we talked about affirmative action before on the show. Back back in the early days Mm -hmm. of the Uncomfortable Conversation, what we used to do, for those those, those of you newer users... What we used to do is we would cover a couple of news stories, and then we would have a main topic that we would talk about. Yep. And we may talk about that shit for an hour. Um, but one of our earliest episodes, our main, one of our main topics was affirmative action. Yep. And I went straight fucking debate. Because for those of you that don't know, I used to debate in college. So I, like, built a case, mm-hmm. like a pro and a con case, and I just went through and everything. I was proud of that. <laughs> you did your I work. Because I was, I was out of practice for a little while before I did that, <laughs> and I was proud of what I was able to come up with. But on Monday, the U.S. Supreme Court will begin hearing two cases, mm-hmm. one involving Harvard University and the other, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, challenging the constitutionality of race-conscious race admissions policies. In the Harvard case... The court will consider whether the school discriminated against Asian-American students in the admissions process. With UNC, the court will consider whether the school is using race-conscious admissions in a limited enough manner. You're the black guy, dude. Come on. Tell us some stuff. First of all, I feel like Texas should be a part of this affirmative action thing. They've been trying to get rid of race shit for the longest. They've tried to get rid of... um, the word uh, they've been trying to get of get rid of uh, things in their textbooks dealing with uh, slavery and stuff like that. Yeah, they've been trying to get rid of books. But this is different. This is different. A lot of the stuff Texas has been doing revolves around public schools. Mm-hmm. This has to do with college admissions. Mm-hmm. Colleges are not subjected to the same public scrutiny and public uh, control okay. as public schools. This is different. It just depends. So when it, when it comes to affirmative action, like we, you know, we've had our disagreements about like how things should run. You know, if you're like a direct descendant or 
if you are directly affected by it, we don't want it to feel like we don't want it to be just a handout for people. Mm-hmm. You know, we want it to be something you earned or you deserve, like you well deserved. Um, it just depends on how they take it with, you know, these colleges, because you said Harvard and what was the other one? UNC. UNC. Yep. University of North Carolina, I believe. Sorry, I'm. My wife texts me. Apparently, the TV signed us out of Discovery Plus again, so I got to text her the password and stuff. That's fine. I'll just rant. Um, I'll put the camera on you so you can rant. (laughs) So, with affirmative action, I think there's people that should, you know, be awarded and should be, you know, deserving of affirmative action. But, like I said, it just depends on the exact way and how it's being taken place. I don't think it should be just something given out to everyone of. Of, uh, of African American descent, uh, I think it's something that should be deserved. Because one thing I do, I, I'm sorry, I'm I'm like, I was like 13 minutes late on seeing that text. <laughs> She's that been sitting was, in there waiting on the password for almost a for a quarter of an hour. Go ahead. Um, go ahead with what you were the one talking. Oh, I thought she was going to say something. No. Oh, I was but just yeah. explaining to our loyal fan base, right? Why I was sitting there texting during in the middle of a show, which, by the way, I'll do what the fuck I want. Um, <laughs> it just went off. But, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I just like I said, I just feel like it should be something deserved, not just something given, man. Because yeah. I hate as black people, we tend to find ways of just getting handouts. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't. Stop finding. You ever, ever got a handout? Think about it real hard now. As far as as far or, as because you're black, and it doesn't have to be with education or job or anything like literally anything. Have you? Do you feel like maybe you got something one time because you were black? Now, when you say, "Do I feel like?" No. Okay. May have happened. In the sense of them giving it to me because I'm black and yeah. I didn't realize it, maybe. Okay. That's probably 100% true. But if I'm in that situation and I'm like, well, I'm black, I deserve this. No, I've never felt that. Oh, I, I, I know you well enough to know that you've never felt like that. Like, no. I'm black, so I should get X, Y, Z, whatever. Um, but as far as, like, just getting the handout, because um, I'm really trying to think of my college, like, of college days and and, like, Cause I, cause there is some, um, you on scholarships. You have scholarships, or are you on just straight student loans, or what? Just student loans. Just student loans. But there are some scholarships that give African males that are single fathers, like mm-hmm. a special scholarship, like really for that. specific scholarships. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I know there's, uh, like Native Americans. Mm-hmm. There's certain scholarships for Native Americans. I'm sure there's certain scholarships for. Asian Americans. Like if you're somebody that writes with your left hand, you get like a two thousand dollar scholarship. It's crazy. They have all kind of things out there. Like if you Why didn't my parents push me to be ambidextrous? <laughs> I don't know. Like if I you're write two letters at the same time. If, if you're an African American <laughs> male and you're a single father, I think there was a a way you can get twenty five hundred for a scholarship or something like that. If you write with your left hand, there's like a, maybe a two thousand dollar scholarship. If you were um, so many things, you know what I'm saying? But they're very specific. I don't want 
this affirmative action thing to be if you're black, you get this. Right. I don't want that. Well, I know the Supreme Court, this is not the first time that cases have been brought before the Supreme Court. Right. Um, and the Supreme Court has ruled for and against, back and forth, whatever. But I know basically the the, deci- the latest decision from the Supreme Court um, was that race could be a factor as far as admissions, mm-hmm. but it had to be like very on a very limited basis. You could not have quotas. Like you couldn't have anything saying we have to have a certain number of black students. Mm-hmm. Um, and during the admissions process, a student's race could be considered, but it had to be like weighed very, mm-hmm. very lightly or very low as far as compared to everything else. I almost want to go on a tangent, but I won't. <clears throat> um, well, we said before on the show, I asked you one time, I said, you have two people applying. You're you're in charge of a college. Right, right. You have two people applying. One's white, one's black. Mm-hmm. Literally everything about them is the exact same. Grade point average, extracurriculars, everything is the exact same, except one's black, one's white. Which one are you admitting? And I said I was going with the black guy. Yep. I said I was going with the black guy. Now, if there's... Now, and I gave the rebuttal, if the white guy, let's say his stats, his stats, or a little better in every category, I'm mm-hmm. going with the white guy. Yeah. Because I'm, I don't want to be the guy that choose the black guy just because um, he needs a handout. Like, if, if he qualifies, he qualifies. Right. You worked hard to deserve that. We're in a generation now where... Race is not as big as of a factor when it comes to applying for a job and things like that. Like there's, we talked about. I think was well, it? I, I, it probably depends on the job. Yeah, it depends on the job. But we, we we talked about it. I think what last show or the show before that, where they were looking for people who are African American and Asian to go oh, to these Trump rallies. To go to Trump rallies, right? Yeah. That's that's a little extreme. Yeah, but that's, that was stuff posted on Craigslist. Right. but That's not really a job. They that's, looking for him, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. And so that's a little extreme. I don't agree with that at all. But when it comes to that's like... That's also not affirmative action. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just... I'm just that's like the definition of racist. Right, right. But like, I'm saying I'm saying as like, far as like... As far as getting a job or people... Like they're, they're looking for african-americans to make it more diverse to make it look right right to look more diverse even though they want to make it look like black people support trump and trump supports black people exactly they're trying to make it look like but that's just an example of how it is like in as far as big business big big businesses that they i cannot talk business businesses b-i-d-n-e-s-s business big businesses because they businesses business this is, you know what I'm trying <laughs> to say. I'm just messing with you. But like <laughs> they're doing that in big companies where they want, you know, they want it to look diverse. They want it to feel mm. easy. You know what I'm saying? Even though we not, we might not see it as a racist thing, but up there, upstairs, that's in their, in the back of their minds. Yeah. So, I mean, all I'm saying is we're in a generation where it's easier to, to, to find a job despite your race. It's easier. Right. I want to say it's like, Null and void. Like, it doesn't matter what race you are. But I'm saying it's easier. I think when it comes to, like, college admissions and stuff, it's mm-hmm. very much in a, a judgment of an individual. Right. So I don't think race or gender, whatever, should play any role. Right. Um, now, if we're talking about businesses. Businesses. Um, <laughs> Put that on the shirt. <laughs> yeah, just business. <laughs> I bet that's already on the shirt somewhere. <laughs> um, if we're talking about businesses, then... Like, let's say you have 
you know, the the board of directors, mm-hmm. this group of, let's say, 10 people that run the company. Mm-hmm. And you have a spot open and you have five different applicants for that spot. Right. I think in that scenario, you need to look at who's already on the board of directors. You go, shit, we don't have a black person on here anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, even though of your five applicants, the black person may be less qualified. Mm-hmm. The point of a board of directors is for to have a, you know, for it to work as a unit. And I think for that unit, it's important to have differences of like, like culture and opinion and that kind of stuff. So I think in that scenario, I'm hiring the black guy because I want this group that works together to 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 have that, that voice in the group. Yeah. Um, Now, if I'm just hiring a CEO, like one person to run the company, then I'm going to pick who's ever qualified. I don't give a shit what the color of your skin is. All right. Now, let's get uncomfortable. So I like it. So with Louisiana, our last two mayors, I want to say three or four, has been black. But With Louisiana? Louisiana yeah. does not have a mayor. Louisiana has a governor. You Shreveport has a mayor. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, the city. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> I was like, we talked about, hey, had a black mayor or black governor in a long time. If we've ever had a black governor. Anyway, but, yeah, mayor. Yes. Okay. But do you feel like. We are putting these people in pit, in power because they're black, or do you feel like they're qualified? I feel like they're put in power because they're black. Okay. And the reason I say that is because I want to say Shreveport is, what, 70% black? Mm-hmm. Something like somewhere around there, 69, 70%. I, I feel like it's like almost 90% black. It, it, it feels that way. Right, because <laughs> we don't see yeah. as many. Go drive through Shreveport. Tell me it ain't 90% black. Right. <laughs> go, to, go to a Walmart and let me know. Yeah. Um, but I feel like those people are put in power because they're black, Mm -hmm. because most of the voter base is black. And I feel like most of those people, just like with, you know, back when, uh, Obama got elected, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of his votes were from people that voted for him just because he was black. I agree. And I I feel it's the same way with, uh, the mayor's report. I feel like a lot of people vote for somebody because they're black. I don't think it should be that way. Uh, me either. But I think that's but what happens. I agree. But I, my, now, my thing is... I don't think it's an affirmative action thing where no, it's no, like, no, no, no. you know, people in power are trying to give this black candidate more of a push just right. because they're black. I don't it, think that's It's happening. like more of a political thing, like where if I'm a, I'm, if I'm a Democrat, I'm voting for, a, you know, someone who's running for or who supports the Democrat <clears throat> Uh, party. Well, no, because that's that's that has to do with your your political leanings and your political beliefs. This has nothing to do with how you feel politically. This so is it's just like, a race thing. It's just a race thing. Yeah, okay. that's what I, that's what I feel like. I feel like it's a lot of people that they just want a black person to be in power, so they're going to vote for the black person. It has nothing to do with what that person believes, how qualified that person is, yeah. what that person might do for me versus white people mm-hmm. or nothing like it. It's just I want. I want a black person in power. Yeah. yeah, despite being black or white, I just want somebody that's going to be in power that can make a change. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I was talking to my dad uh, maybe about a week ago, and, you know, it doesn't matter if you're black or white, but to make a change, like, we just need a that. change for the better. Right. We just need that right person. It doesn't matter. It doesn't last matter. Time, the last time I heard anything come out of Adrian Perkins' mouth, which for those of you that don't know, he... Is the current mayor, mm-hmm. right? He's running for re-election. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the last time I heard him speak, he said something about how the crime rate in Shreveport is down. I think he said like 40% across the board. I think he's talking out of his ass. Like, I don't think it's down at all. If anything, I think it's up. Okay. Okay. This place sucks, it by is the way. Because um, it, it was one, it was like two or three weeks span. It was like a crime every day. Like a car chase dude, versus a shootout versus so, a I used school to be shutting down. I used to be a forester. Mm-hmm. Okay. I supervised the uh, the UVMs, the Utility Vegetation Management Team. They went around to different different properties, different residences, and they looked at the trees, and if they're too close to the line, they made up a plan to trim the tree, and they sent it to the tree crew or whatever. But I was the supervisor for that. So after we sent them out to do their job, me and my supervisor were still in the office handling a lot more of like the logistical type shit, getting ready to go do audits and that kind of stuff. He had a buddy on the police department. That would, I don't think he was supposed to do this, but he would send him an email of all the, like, major crimes that happened the day before. Wow. Every single day, there was at least one homicide or shooting in Treeport. The entire time I worked there, and I worked there for, I don't know, two or three years. Every single day. And that was... Five years ago, five, six years ago, there's a crime every single day, like a, a major crime every single day. That's crazy. Yeah. It's it's just one of those situations where we have to, like I said, we got to make a change, man. I'm not telling you who to vote for. Affirmative action. All, all, <laughs> all I'm telling you is, you know, like it relates back to affirmative action, man. Like, make sure you're making the right decision for the right people. Don't, don't do it just because they're black. Mm-hmm. Don't do it because... The skin color don't do it because it's your race. You're trying to support well, your when people. When it comes to college admissions, and not just college admissions, when it mm-hmm. comes to hiring somebody for a job, as far as like an individual job. Right. I know I gave my ex- my example of the board of directors or whatever, but as far as like an individual, give it to the person that is the most deserving. Right. And the, and, and the problem with that is everyone has their own definition of the most deserving. A lot of people look at a group of candidates and they see – the black guy and they think society has kept him down yep. more than the rest of them so he should be given this opportunity because he's more deserving because of what society has done mm-hmm. to him and it's not an invalid sentiment mm-hmm. but we need to look at the accomplishments of all of them yeah you know um so let's get back to some of my notes here Mm-hmm. The last time the court ruled on affirmative action was in 2016 when it said colleges can consider race in admissions, but the makeup of the court looks very different today than it did back then. There are two black people on the Supreme Court now. Katanji Jackson and that old man, the right? black guy. Yeah. <laughs> that old man. And then I think there's a, there's a Latina too, right? Yeah. So there's three minorities on the, the court, mm-hmm. right? I think. Is there four? We'll three, go double four, check. Three, four. We can look it up. Hey, I this is the, our show. I got the computer right in front of me. I can do this shit. All right, so. Uh, mm-hmm, 
care about that. Fucking Wikipedia. What did you do? Useless ass Wikipedia. Let's just go to images. There it is. That's the picture I'm looking for. So two yeah. black people. Katanji. She looks kind of Chinese. That black I man. Can't, can't really tell what she is. Uh, let's open this up. In a new tab. So here we go. Here's our, our Supreme Court. We have Katanji over here. Mm-hmm. That man. Um, I can't remember his name. He's like a great grandfather. Like a I great one. Guarantee you. Well, that's uh, okay. Uh-huh. My 75 rule, mm-hmm. I feel like that should be extended to the Supreme Court as well. Because the Supreme Court, they're elected for life. Right. When they get in there, right. they are there for life. 99-year-old <laughs> That man. is a no-no, in my opinion. <laughs> um, one of these women, either her or her, is a is, uh, oh, Latina. I don't know which one. It's kind of hard to tell. But one of them is. <laughs> Guys, you let us know. Get in the comments. Let us know which one of those Left or right. is of Hispanic descent. Um. But so, you know, we've got some minorities on the court. Right. Right. So what do you, do you think there's going to be, you think nothing's going to change? Do you think uh, affirmative action is going to be done away with? Do you think affirmative action is going to take more precedence now? What do you think is going to happen? I think it's going to be a push forward. Um, which way it pushed forward, I don't know. Because it could be one of those things where it pushed forward as far as, like, you know, affirmative action. Okay, so we're going to grant these people. And so these people, you know, some money or grant these people uh, right to, to do these, to, to do this and do, do that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, award these people, whatever. And then it's going to be, like, the next step. Okay, so we covered these people. Right. So let's see. what's It's like an umbrella. Like, we got the small group. Now, let's widen our range of who we can help under this umbrella. Mm. I feel like it's going to go that way. Whether it's like a huge umbrella where we're covering everybody, even the people that are not getting wet. Like, it's not even raining, but you're still under the umbrella. So. Does anybody know what the fuck he's talking about? Oh, they know. <laughs> they know. Because, like, think think about it like this. If you're in a situation where you can receive help, but you don't need it. Right. Like, all your bills are paid, but they're offering you... Whoa, whoa, don't make presumptions. <laughs> I'm just saying. All your bills are paid, but they're, but someone comes to you and says, Hey, Austin, I know you need help. I know you need help getting your bill paid. So here, here's a check. You don't need it, but they still offer it to you. Well, there's other people over here that need it and don't mm-hmm. receive it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's one of those situations where... Do I know those people that need it? Yeah, you don't know. I don't. I don't know those people that need it. And do I know that there are people that need it? Oh, you personally, me or personally. the people? If that somebody are came the, up to me, uh huh, said we think you need help with some shit, so here's a check. Am I aware? Of, and I don't mean like in generalities of like homeless people and mm-hmm. shit. I just mean like, am I aware of a very specific family over here that needs this, or not? No. Then I'm taking the money. But that's totally fine. Uh, it, but it's not your fault to take the money, but it's it's the person now, giving the now money. If they, if they give me a check for $2,000 or whatever, and, like, I personally know this family over here that can mm-hmm. use it more than me, then, yeah, I might give them the right. money. Because uh, there's this TikTok going around of, like, people saying, hey, do you want $1 or do you want to double it? Do you want to double it and give it to the next person? 
every most of your, everyone said double it, give it to the next person. So I think that's how we should be. We should be able to, you know, mm-hmm. let someone who is who's more in need of it. Like if all my bills paid, I don't need just a free check. If there's someone else who need it, I'm not gonna deny it. Right. Not saying that, but. If I'm the one giving the check, let me stop giving the check to just anyone who has black skin or anyone who's not of this country. Let's give it to someone we know who actually needs it. Right. So that's all I'm saying. The conservative activist group, (laughs) (laughs) Students for Fair Admissions, SFFA, is behind both the Harvard and the UNC cases. The suits Mm -hmm. claim that Harvard and UNC's admissions practices use race in a discriminatory way. So – Question. Let's get it. Do you, well, actually, let me answer a question first because I asked you, do you think it's going to change? Do you think mm. it's going to be pushed? Whatever? I don't think anything's going to change. Okay. Because even though three people on the Supreme Court are minorities now, mm-hmm. okay, well, if you get a six to three vote, then shit stays the same. I don't think affirmative action is going to go anywhere, um, but I don't think there's enough – people on the Supreme Court that will vote like to push affirmative action forward that are actually going to vote for it. I think instead of six to three, I think it's going to be like five to four. Well, that may be true too. Because I, But I still don't think anything's going to change. The way I realize society is there's always that one person who totally understands. That one white motherfucker that feels guilty and is going to vote for the black man. It's not even feeling guilty. <laughs> it's just. Not on the Supreme Court anyway. It's just. Understanding the pain and, yeah, yeah. and and feeling, you know, it's my responsibility to use my voice. So, mm-hmm. uh, I wish everyone could you put, be un- that understanding. But it's like it's, it's it's one of those situations where if you don't know how it see, feels, you know what I'm saying. So see, I don't, I don't, I don't like as a white person. I understand mostly because I have some black friends, not very many. But and that's not because I avoid black people or anything. It's just that's I mean, just kind of leave. Just that's say just that, kinda, Austin. I don't. If you want me to, I can go. I have, a, I have a lock on my front door <laughs> that you have to type in a key code to get into. He knows the key code to get into my house. He can literally come over and get in my house anytime he wants. Don't start that shit about <laughs> about Look, me trying to if, kick you out. If you want me to go in there and play with James, I will because I, I know, know he will. loves me. Oh yeah. So if you don't we love, love me, you. just say we that. all love you. Okay, that's fine. we all love you. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> like, even though you know, talking to you and some of my other black friends, like, I understand that there is discrimination against black people mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. I don't feel like it's my duty mm-hmm. to use my white voice to try to help any of that. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I'm not. It doesn't mean I'm. I'm saying like I'm actively gonna be like, gonna like stay out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. What I'm saying is there, like you said, there are people that they're like I have to go do something on behalf of the black people. Right. I don't feel that way. Right. Right. I don't right, feel like right, I have right. to do anything on right. your behalf. Right. Now, if somebody asks asks me about it, or if someone yeah. says, "Hey, Austin, what do you feel about Black Lives Matter? Do you think Black people are important?" Like, I would like- tell them to <laughs> to narrow down that to: Are we talking about the actual <laughs> organization, organization, or right. the movement itself? Yeah, because right. I'm on board with the movement, but fuck the organization, mm. you know, to hell and back. But 
Sorry. <laughs> it's a hell of go, back, go back to a previous episode <laughs> so you can listen all about how we feel about that. But, yeah, like I don't feel like – I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, it's my duty as a white person. Right. To, no, like I don't feel that way. But, you know, if I'm put in a situation mm-hmm. where, you know, I need to stand up for my brother – then I'm gonna do it. I got man. As long as I know I got you, man, <laughs> you I'm got good. Me. You got me. You know, <laughs> and 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 that's okay because we can't it's like, force. It's like, like I was, I, it was, it was. Uh, which one was it? It was the third Expendables. You ever seen any of the Expendables movie? They got boring. Like I've watched the first one. The second one is probably See, the second the same one's the best thing. one to me. To me, if I rank them, it's second, and then the third one, and then the first one. But anyway, uh, I think it's a quote from the third one. Where one of the guys was like, "Hey man, like I'll die for you. Just don't ask me to do it twice." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's just you can't pressure people to be in the situation that you're in. You know, it's some people that will do that, but like let them do it on their own morale. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you can't get upset at someone from you know like a white person not standing up for you because you're black. Yes. Because it's some people that's black don't even stand. Man, I hate this story, but I gotta tell it. There was a situation at work. <laughs> Hang on. All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. A situation at work. I'm a black person. There's a few other black people in uh, you know, around me. And there is a white guy making these racist jokes that everyone that are black besides me think is funny. And he tries that shit with me. I don't like it. No. It doesn't oh, yeah. work like that. You talked about that guy on, what, two episodes ago? Three episodes so. ago, something like that? Yeah, it was pretty recently. And so all I'm saying is... There's sometimes black people only stand up for black people. So how can you force someone that's white to yeah. stand up for black people? Well, the problem is you've got there are people out there, white and black, that feel like if you don't stand up for me, mm-hmm. it means you're discriminating against me. I don't think that's fair. That is what we call horseshit. That's unfair. <laughs> That's totally unfair. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's all. So, that. back to the question. Oh, I'm sorry. For Tobias. All right, let's go. All right. Do you think colleges should just do away with affirmative action? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. I think uh, they should allow, um, like, like we said, like a select group, you know, yeah. like allow that window for black Black Americans to, you know, black Americans or minorities to be able to enjoy the college life and to have the, the same kind of um, access to success as other people. You know, some some things are unfair. Some sometimes they're um, what did we say? Sometimes their scores are not up to par as everyone else's. But if you're doing this select group, like if there's. 75 white people and there's 25 minorities, Mm -hmm. you know, you can increase that to 33. You know, it's not like all opportunities are out the window. And there's some schools that if you don't have a certain percentage of my, like, yeah, they have have a quota. Yeah. If they don't have a certain percentage, they don't get funds. They don't get grants. I don't think affirmative action should be completely done away with. Right. I think it should be lessened. I don't think there should be any quotas or anything like that. Um, but in the instances where it's like we have 
one spot open. Mm-hmm. There's two applicants. Mm-hmm. Everything is the same except one's black and one's white. Mm-hmm. I think in those, I'm not saying in that situation you give it to the black guy. Mm-hmm. I'm saying in that situation you open up um, the the you you give you give the the position open to whoever whoever's making that decision it's their discretion it's gotcha. at, at their discretion mm-hmm. they can make whatever decision they want and if you see a pattern of them always giving it to the white guy or something mm-hmm. then maybe you address either your system or just that individual sure. that's making that decision um because and vice versa. If you see the person always giving it to the black guy, then you you still address it. But yeah, I think affirmative action should be lessened. Um, and you know, admissions people are given more discretion. And if there's an issue, then they are the ones that are looked at, not the college as a whole or affirmative action as a whole. Yeah, I think affirmative action could is is one of the big ways to like counteract racism in the system, as far as like. Like you said, you know, if there's a repetition of always picking the white guy, always picking the white guy. Mm-hmm. If like you steady bring it in, you know, Caucasians or people of, you know, of that's not a minority. You know what I'm saying? Light skinned motherfuckers. I know. Light, <laughs> light skins. Well, I know a few light skins. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, bro. Like, it's just a good way to counteract that. Okay, uh, just to stir the pot, you have two applicants. You have one position open. Everything is the exact same. What kind of job is this? This is not a job. This is college admission. Okay. Okay, you're in charge of college admissions. You have one position open. You have one spot open. You have two applicants. Grade point average, extracurriculars, everything is the exact same. Okay, they even have the same name. Same age, same height, same weight, same eye color. Where are we? Tobias's College of Learning. I don't fucking. What do you so mean? it's gonna be Louisiana. I'm choosing a black guy. Okay. Well, no, no, no. I'm not done yet. Oh damn. Okay. Damn it. Both applicants are black. Oh man. One of them is all light and creamy looking, <laughs> and one of them is as black as the ace of spades. Who you going with? <sighs> Everything's the exact same except you got a really dark skinned individual and a really light skinned individual. I don't know if I ever tell this, you. This is this is where this is where we really get uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you, this, but I really don't like you. I know that. <laughs> um, I can't really choose, man. That's tough. That is tough. I gave you kind of an impossible deal because I wouldn't fucking know either. Because I, because I know. There was a whole battle versus light skin versus dark skin, but I'm, I was so yeah. anti that bullshit. Yeah, that that was a bunch of bullshit. I mean, I'm sure that that light skin versus dark skin shit's still going on, right? I'm sure there's right, a lot of people right. still, but that but whatever. That's so bullshit. And so for people for this situation, I couldn't choose. I would say let's kick <laughs> you, somebody else you out. Re- reject them both. <laughs> yes, like. I would rather be the either, black, the bad guy, either rather than the racist guy. Yeah, the hair. Okay, so me and you are on the same page. Here's what we do: we either reject them both, mm-hmm. or if their scores, like their GPA and shit, are really good, really high, mm-hmm. then we expel or get rid of the dumbest motherfucker at yes. our college. Yeah, we get rid of them and admit both of them. I like get rid that. of the dumb motherfucker to open up an extra spot, and then we admit them both. I'm with that. That I'm with that is how you win racism. <laughs> Always win at racism, but anyway, but don't guys, this. 
Question is for you guys. What do you think? Do you think colleges should do away with affirmative action altogether? Get in the comments and let us know your thoughts. Let's go. It is time for minor discomforts. Uh-oh, what you got? So we have four. We have four this week. Ladies and gentlemen, minor discomforts is where the we read through the headlines of the stories that didn't quite make the top three. Mm-hmm. We each pick one, and we briefly or sometimes not so briefly talk about it. So here are our four minor discomforts. You ready? Yep. Okay. I'm not showing them to you. I'm going to read them to you. Damn. I'm just getting that ready. So masked poll watchers are showing up at voting sites with handguns and Kevlar vests. Biden predicts student loan forgiveness checks will go out within two weeks. Florida takes next step to ban gender affirming treatments for kids. Biden falsely claims the most common gas price was over $5 when he took office. That's a lie. Last one's a lie. But I'm going to take the second one. Yeah, that's why I said Biden falsely claims. Yeah. I'm going to take the second one, though. So Biden predicts student loan forgiveness checks will go out within two weeks? Yeah. Go at it. Go ahead. That's bullshit. Start talking. It's not coming out (laughs) in two weeks. First of all, when you first announced that we're getting um, student loan forgiveness, the second thing we heard was you backtracked on that, you reneged on that, and you changed it because people didn't like what you said. So when when you're giving out student loan forgiveness in two weeks, I think that's a little too soon. I don't even think the things are like handled correctly for it to be done in two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, because when we were talking about like the um, like during COVID nineteen and we were receiving you know those checks, it took more than two weeks for them to get. Come on, man! And for student loan forgiveness, especially when you have a certain criteria, nah, that's a lie. I think it's just a, a way to give hope. To the people that was upset at him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's bullshit. So, I call it bullshit. President Biden on Thursday predicted that a court fight over, because you know, uh, a federal judge put a temporary hold on the whole student forgiveness, mm-hmm. the debt forgiveness thing, mm-hmm. uh, because six different states sued. So President Biden on Thursday predicted that a court fight over his student loan forgiveness program would be quickly resolved and that borrowers should, would soon see their refunds materialize. Quote, we're going to win that case. I think in the next two weeks you're going to see those checks going out. No, it's, it's just one of those things where he's trying to give hope. He's trying <laughs> yeah, to, I think it's horseshit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's him trying to. Like you said, give hope, but also man, like give the, I don't want to say illusion, but give people the confidence that like, look, we're in control right. of what's going on. I'm in we charge. got this. Don't I worry. You know, no big deal. We got this. Whatever. Um, I am going to take uh, number four. Biden falsely claims the most common gas price was over $5 when he took office. So in... Let me bring this up. In a speech not too long ago, uh, Thursday, actually, zoom in. Uh, During a Thursday speech in Syracuse, New York, Biden accurately said that gas prices, now averaging about $3.76 per gallon, have declined by roughly $1.25 since the year's June peak at over $5 a gallon. But then he claimed today the most common price of gas in America is three thirty nine, down from over five dollars when I took office. And people in the audience applauded. 
But if we look at the facts, if we do the little fact checking, when he was inaugurated, his first day in office, the average price nationwide of, a, of an unleaded, like regular gallon of gas was $2.39. Now, I'm not saying that Biden was solely responsible for it going up as high as it did. Mm-hmm. And I commend, I mean, I will I commend the Biden administration. Of it. He is a part of it. Right. And I will commend the Biden administration for getting it lowered. Mm hmm. From there, but yeah, he's he's completely wrong, saying, "Oh yeah, it's down from over five dollars when I took office." No, motherfucker, when you took office, it was two dollars and thirty nine cents. All right, I'm gonna take two sides here. If okay, I was, if I was two to sides. defend him, I was gonna be like, "Well, it was five dollars somewhere." It's like I, when people drink like it's five o'clock somewhere. Right. Well, it was five dollars somewhere. <laughs> now, if I was to bash him, he's just trying to build up his case. He's trying to. He's trying to build up his case. Well, this is what I did when I was in office. Because, you know, like at the end mm-hmm. of every pres- presidency, they try to like paint the picture of what I did while I was in office. Right. So I think he's just trying to make it look good on my way out. Like, because if he honestly, if we're speaking, he might not be in office after this year. He won't. I gotta hope he's not. God damn. I hope he's not. He's too old for this shit. I'm telling you. So seventy five, come off. He's just trying to make it look good on his way out. He probably yeah. knows he's probably not coming back, so he's trying. Well, to- if I'm to 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 do what you just did, take two sides. One, if I'm trying to defend him, mm-hmm. I'm saying, look, when he take when he took office, price of gas was already on its way up. Mm-hmm. So there was already this when he took office. There was this target this peak that it was headed towards that was over $5. Right. So that's what he was trying to say was, look, it was on its way up. It went up when I took office. Now it's, I'm bringing it back down. But if I'm one of his critics, I'm, 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 I'm saying, look, this motherfucker just lied to you. Like he straight up lied. Mm-hmm. Like the, the price of the average price of a gallon of gas right now is still like what a dollar more than it was when he took office. Yep. What is what's the average right now? Three seventy six, and it was two thirty nine. So over a dollar more gat per gallon of gas than it was when this motherfucker took office. Mm. So that's what I'm. That's, that's that's how I would defend the old man and bash the old man. Yep. There you go. That's how we got it, y'all. There you go. That was probably the quickest segment of minor discomforts ever. That's how they were supposed to that's, go. That's when we first conceptualized minor discomforts. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we had in mind. <laughs> and that's the only time it's ever worked. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, now that minor discomforts is over, it is time for Tobias's thoughts. This is the segment of the show where the camera goes to the black man, he mutes the white man, and he can talk about whatever the hell is on his mind. It might have to do with race, it might have to do with politics, it might have to do with superheroes. We don't know until he starts talking. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Tobias's thoughts. Yes, sir. So... Look, it's going to be about superheroes. Um, It's all about how we need to understand that superheroes have feelings. Now, just bear with me as I dive into this. Superheroes, their sole purpose is to save lives and, like, they're constant under this, you know, urgency to help somebody. You know, like Superman, he's going to save this person. He's going to save this person. Spider-Man, he's 
fighting all these different guys while he's trying to save people. He's trying to hide his identity because the, he wants to keep people safe. There's so much that superheroes grow through that we don't understand. I don't know why I have this little thing where I said uh, I'm, I want to be a superhero counselor because I want to hear the pain that pe- the superheroes go to because we have them so high on this pedestal that they they need this. Like they, they are this person. They're supposed to do this. That like we don't want to hear what they're going through. But you have to understand every superhero story has some kind of trauma behind it. When we talk about Batman, Batman lost his parents. But after Batman became Batman, no one wondered what happened, why he is why is he the way he is. All they was wondering is who he is, let's stop him. Superman. Superman lost his whole family because he was shipped here from uh his planet and now he's here on Earth. No one cares. They won't arrest him. If you've seen the Man of Steel, as soon as they see Superman, they won't put handcuffs on him. Let's under, let's experiment on him. Let's understand where he comes from. Black Panther. Black Panther, as we've seen uh, in the Captain America Winter Soldier, he lost his dad. That's how he became Black Panther. And so when he came back home, like there's so many stories behind these superheroes on what they go through, and we don't understand it when it comes to their livelihood and what they do. I relate that to today's era when we talk about police officers, fire department. There are superheroes today because they do so much to help us and to help us live and to help us like nurses. You don't. My mom's a nurse. She's a superhero because every day her job is to save lives. But we don't understand how it is on her ankles, how she has to stand up all day, how it is, how she has to do paperwork and work with other people that may she may get get along with may not get along with. There's so many things that we have to understand. Like the Justice League, when the Justice League work together, they don't always get along, but they have to find a way to get stuff done. So we have to understand that when it comes to superheroes, we need to be able to understand them and 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 have some kind of sympathy and be there for them when they fall. We can't be all up in Adam when a police officer mess up. If a police officer mess up and he's a bad guy, sure. But if he mess up and he's a good guy, please have grace for these people because they deal with so much. They can't be perfect. We can't be perfect. But because they are on this high stature, because LeBron James is the the best player in the world, if he does something wrong, it's on a high magnitude and we see it and we scrutinize it. We don't give him any grace. So all I'm saying is, Learn to love the people that are around you. Learn to love the superheroes that we have around us. Learn to appreciate what we have, because if we did not have those people, we would be looking lost. That's it. There's two reasons why I love Tobias. <laughs> Number one, it gives us a little bit of a break from politics sometimes. Yep. And we get to talk about superheroes, which I'm <laughs> going to address something you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Number two... I can go pee. <laughs> I had to sneak out and go, because let me tell you something. Beer, mm-hmm. any kind of beer, runs, runs through, through me like a freight train. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I had to sneak out during that, but I could still hear him from the bathroom. So, the one thing that stood out to me, T'Challa did not become Black Panther because his dad died. No, 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 no. So, like, it, it, when we look at the comparison between, let's say, Batman and, and Black Panther, mm-hmm. 
Bruce Wayne, his parents dying or his parents being murdered in front of him or whatever, that was the the catalyst and the motivation for him to right. become Batman. Okay, I see what you're saying. T'Challa was going to become Black Panther right. regardless. He had to become Black Panther sooner because his dad was murdered, you know, beforehand. Mm-hmm. But Black Panther was like is like a kind of like being king. It's a mantle mm-hmm. that's passed down. Right. So but it, not but, a good comparison saying but, that he became Black Panther because his dad. No, died. I, I wasn't saying because of it, but it's just, it's just the pain he went through during his oh, transition. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And For it's sure. kind of kind of like Wolverine. So Wolverine, his thing was he like I'm going by the movie, so I might be wrong by the comics, but he left his family and uh, what was it? I want to say the Wolverine, the original Wolverine movie, when he was like had to live through all this, and so people don't understand. But Wolverine was a soldier; he was in the army, air force, whatever. Hmm. But so he had PTSD. But during his PTSD, he had the superpower. So he would like sometimes wake up with his claws out, and sometimes he would. Didn't he kill somebody like like that? Like he woke up and. Um, you know better than me, but when he, he woke are up. You're talking about the movie. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie because that movie is oh, what we call trash. Right. He woke um, up and he stabbed Rogue. Oh, you're talking about the first X-Men movie. Yeah. Not the first Wolverine movie. Right. I thought you were talking about Wolverine, uh, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, no. What the? Terrible movie. <laughs> Terrible movie. You hated that movie. That was that bad taste from that movie coming back. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm good. Um, the video game mm-hmm. X Men Origins Wolverine surprisingly a pretty damn good video game. Gotcha. I would you know it leaned in hard to the whole like the feral just aggressive craziness mm-hmm. of Wolverine mm-hmm. and like there's blood and stuff you can just tear people up in that video game. Very good video game or not very good. I have pretty so many tangents when it comes good, to these superheroes. Pretty good bro. video game, but the movie was yeah the movie was terrible. Now the I'm trying to remember because he did. He 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 panicked when he woke up and he stabbed mm-hmm. Rogue. I don't remember if it was because of PTSD or not. But he was having so when I something say PTSD, happened and he woke up and saw somebody over his bed, so he stabbed. Oh, that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about like he was having like memories. Well, of that's the thing. I, I can't I can't really remember what he was dreaming about or mm-hmm. whatever. While he was asleep. So that's mm-hmm. why I was saying I can't really remember if that was PTSD or not. You could be right. It might have been. Right. But, like, um, for him to to memorize, like, the pain he went through. Because, you know, when he did the transition of he getting the, what is it, adamantium? Adamantium. Yeah. Yep. I always get vibranium and adamantium confused. But it's adamantium, adamantium. As far as the comics are concerned, they never touched on this in the movies. But as far as the comics are concerned, adamantium was... Basically, the government's attempt to replicate vibranium. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I know it was like the equivalent to the Marvel vibranium, but like when he went through no, that. Adamantium is Marvel too. I didn't know that. Yeah, Wolverine is Marvel, bro. It's all Marvel. Wait, what am I? Hold on. Okay. And we'll the government about- knew about vibranium because of Wakanda and Cap's shield, Cap shield was- and everything. Okay. Now, they only had a little bit of vibranium. They used that to make Wait. Captain America's shield, and they wanted to replicate it. Who had, they always thought that there was no more vibranium. Who had adamantium in DC? Nobody. Adamantium is a Marvel thing. Gonna look it up. Somebody had it. No, there may be some other metal that is in DC, mm-hmm. but no. 
adamantium and vibranium are both marvel. Because yeah. the government, the little bit of vibranium they had, they used it to create Captain America's shield. Mm-hmm. They thought there was no more vibranium. Right. Because Wakanda kept it secret and everything. Mm-hmm. Agent so Ross. they wanted to replicate vibranium. Mm-hmm. And in all of their attempts to replicate vibranium, the closest they ever got was adamantium. adamantium. Adamantium is man-made. Vibranium comes from the meteorite. Yeah. Yeah. But and this has been your superhero lesson with Austin. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's kind of like the same thing. Like, it's my last one, and I'm done. Like, with the Hulk. So, and She-Hulk, like, I understand, you know, he had to control his anger. But, like, he kind of painted a picture in my head that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Like, he said, you can't even get angry at anything. Like, the slightest show of anger can change who you are, and and then you're out of control. It's like that's like smidgen. Well, like, and we saw it a little bit in the second to last episode of that series mm-hmm. when she, uh, she lost control a little yeah. bit. You know, um, and I knew she would at some point mm-hmm. because I think we talked about it on the show at, at one point. She out of the gates was able to control it, right? Like better control than Bruce ever had. Yeah, and and Bruce was like, he was asking her. He was like, you don't feel like another personality in there right. somewhere. She was like, no. And I think that was foreshadowing for in the comics. There is a savage Sea Hulk personality mm-hmm. that can take over if she gets too mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we saw that a little bit in the second to last episode where she lost control some. Yeah, but for the Hulk to like in the Avengers movie when. When uh, Iron Man said, or was it Cap? It was said, Cap said, now would be a good time to get angry. Right. And he a, said, that's my secret, Cap. I'm always angry. Right. And then he changed. So, so he had more control then, but it's not full control. No. What? I'm going to tell, tell you, he. Uh-oh. Here we go. More so, lessons with Austin. Yes. So this is what happened there. He basically, he had some control when he was Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. Banner over whether or not to give control to the Hulk. Okay. And so in that moment when he said, I'm always angry, and then he turns, that was not Bruce Banner saying, okay, like, that wasn't Bruce Banner becoming the Hulk. That was, that was Bruce Banner Hulk. taking, you know, taking his hands off the wheel and letting the Hulk take control. So during whenever he changed and then during that fight in New York, that was all Hulk. There was mm-hmm. no, like, Bruce Banner was not, like when he punched Thor and uh, yeah. yeah, 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 that was all Hulk. So that was he had just enough control of the situation to be able to give control to the Hulk. That's mm-hmm. exactly what that was. Yeah. Um, but like you were trying to say before we got on more of a tangent, um, kind of comparing it to real world type stuff, there are people, whether it be in our lives or in like the social hierarchy if you want to say that or because you talked about your mom you talked about LeBron and everything there are people that through just our view of them and through the media's view of them or whatever they're they're pillars they're mm-hmm. they're people that can do anything and we don't know what kind of shit there is going on when the cameras aren't on right uh what kind of shit is going on when you know they're not playing in a basketball game right when they're not you know um, you know, I, I, I usually go to the example of teachers. You know, the, these are 
teachers that all these students look up to. Like this is somebody that has their shit together. They're they are they are you know a leader for me. They're I'm looking up to them the same way I would look up to them look up to a parent. Um, you know they take care of me and all that kind of stuff. What the, what the students don't understand is there there are a lot of those teachers that. They're living paycheck to paycheck because teachers don't get paid shit. Nope. All the stuff, all the colorful fucking number lines they and pay shit. Out they pocket. In, yeah, in the room. They buy that shit themselves. They're going through a lot themselves because they. I know for a fact because my sister was, spend, a, was a teacher and I had to help her. You know, they spend seven, eight hours a day in there teaching a bunch of assholes because, mm-hmm. I mean, kids and teenagers, you're assholes, all of you. I was an asshole when I was a kid, too. It's and fine. Then, like, That's just how it works. But they have to do all that. And then when they go home, they have to grade shit. They have to sit there in front of a computer and in front of papers. And they have to go through grade and all that stuff. So these people are, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, struggling to make underpaid. ends, underpaid. They're probably, you know, a lot of them are sleep deprived, mm-hmm. you know. Um and then that's so, like they're invested in their lives because you know how like when you spend so much time with someone you try you start to develop a repertoire you start to understand what they're going to and, mm-hmm. and like for teachers who are teaching kids especially when you have kids of your own you start to develop a relationship where I care for this child so I'm wondering what's going on after school right it's not just like okay well they're leaving my class bye yeah, no it's so like. like on top of the trying to pay the bills, grading all this shit, spending seven to eight hours a day teaching kids, now you also have the the mental and emotional weight mm-hmm. of worrying about some of these kids. Yep. Um, when I did some student teaching with, I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if he would want his name up on here, but the, the teacher that I did my student teaching with, mm-hmm. he was amazing. Um, but, you know, there was we were sitting there talking between classes one time. And sitting there just kind of going over some stuff, talking about how he does things, whatever. And what they would do at that school is the students would line up outside the door in the hallway. And then when the teacher came out and said, okay, y'all come in, they'd all come in. In between classes, like before every class, that's kind of how it worked for a lot of the teachers. I don't think that was a school thing. I thought it was a teacher thing, but still. Um, We were sitting there talking and this girl walked up, this young student. She walked up, and she knocks on the door. And he looked over and saw her, and he just gave her a nod. That's all he did. He just gave her a nod. And she walked in, went to a cabinet over somewhere on the side, of, opened it up, and reached in and, like, grabbed, like, a granola bar or something and walked out. And I kind of looked at him, and he told, he told me, he was like, she, um, that's, there are some students here that, you know, they come to school hungry sometimes. They don't get the nutrition and the yep. food that they need at home all the time because their parents are struggling or whatever. So I keep some granola bars and stuff in that cabinet for those students. We don't have to talk about it. I understand. They understand. All they got to do is look at me. I'll give them a nod and they can go do it. We don't have to talk about it. That's crazy that you mentioned it. I had a teacher. I don't, I'm going to shout her out. Go for she it. She loves man. me. Miss Sarah Bruce. <laughs> um, it was like my junior and senior year. I was in her class, and I was on ADHD medicine. And so when I would take that, I wouldn't eat at all. Like that right, whole it just, day. It kills your appetite. At all. Like right. gone. And so like whenever I'm leaving her class, she was like, no, Tobias, come here. You need to go eat. 
Mm-hmm. Like, because I think my class was like right before lunch during my junior year. And she was like, no, you need to go eat. You need to go eat. And so like, it was one time I would walk toward the calf and like leave. And like, I would see her like walking up. Like and following I like, you. I was like, oh, okay. Let me just turn <laughs> back in. And so it's just those little things when you care. And I'm just yeah. one student. And I'm sure she cared for more students than just oh, yeah. me. But it's just when those teachers do more than what they're supposed to, like they need to be rewarded. We don't reward them. Yeah. And this and that's for nurses and stuff like that. Like like my mom, like when she was she was caring for a child that reminded, you know, reminded me of me. You know, the child reminded was about, her of you. Yeah. Reminded well, uh, it was about my age. He was about my age and he did something crazy what he wasn't supposed to. And she was like, Look, I got a son your age. I don't want to see you going down this path. And, like, what she would do is when she got off, she would call me and check on me. Like, how mm. you doing? Because, like, those things resonate in their mind. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that's all, man. Just love your superheroes and treat them right. That's right. The, the, the moral of the story, superheroes are not superheroes. Or, no, superheroes are not superhuman. Let's put it that way. Yes. Let's I like that one. Superheroes are not. That's going to be the title of this video on YouTube when I cut out the Tobias' thought segment. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the title. Superheroes are not superhuman. They're going to be like, oh, let's click on this. Well, well no, because the thumbnail is going to be a picture of you. <laughs> so maybe, yeah. they're gonna, maybe they're going to be like, mm. use this one. <laughs> there it is. That's, that's what I do. I usually try to find, uh, I go through frame by frame mm-hmm. and try to find a, a frame of you whenever I have the camera like on you, mm-hmm. of you. Like if it's kind of a lighthearted one, I try to, you know, because you know, at the beginning, because bias is thoughts, you do the little. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, you do the little smile. A lot of times, I'll grab a, a frame from that. Or oh my there was gosh, one, there was one. Did you not play your sound effect? There it is. The camera's not on you. I can't oh. use that here. Hang Damn on. it. Okay, All do right. it now. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I may use that. I may not. I don't We're know. goofballs, man. Anyway, yeah, that's usually what I do. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Tobias's thoughts. Get in the comments. <laughs> And thank Tobias for telling us what he's thinking. <laughs> hey, man. Tell us how you feel about the superheroes in your life. Um, but that's the show. That's it. That's the end of the show, everybody. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing it with a friend. If you're on YouTube watching us right now, stick around. After we close out the show, we're going to answer your mailbag questions. Uh, for everyone else, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing it around with everybody. And remember... It's okay to disagree. Yes, it is. We can disagree and still respect each other. We can disagree and still love each other. If we keep that in mind, boys and girls, we won't solve the world's problems, but we will shave some of the rough edges off. Until next time, bye-bye. All right, y'all. We out.